you're not Eminem. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Shut up. You like you like Skittles, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna be the podcast where you hear my fat ass eating because I'm eating homemade banana bread. You know, I yelled at somebody at a podcast one time for fucking eating. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker was eating a whole fucking pot roast, though. Like, oh. when you hear the was it you? Knife, <laughs> It wasn't me that was eating it. No. Okay. Connor knows. Oh, okay. Motherfucker had like a fucking like oh. plate and you hear the, the scratching on the plate. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for you can eat on a podcast, just mute your mic. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't care if you're snacking, I get it. Like back in the day when we were doing Veta Games, those podcasts used to be like three hours long. Three That's it. Three and a half hours long. <laughs> It's a little longer than what we do now. But. I'm I'm waiting for the five hour podcast because uh, best friends did one accidentally one week when they had five a, hours. A, I think they had like an anime guest on, and uh, or someone I don't know if he was specifically like I think he was. It, I don't think it was Jeff from uh, my mother or mother's basement, but it was someone that was as big in anime as Liam was. And Wooly had to say multiple times, guys, shut the fuck up because I don't want to edit a five hour podcast. And he ended up editing a five hour podcast. That's beautiful. It was an early one, I think. Very early. But, Oof. Uh, yeah. So uh, I got anime to talk about this week, but we talked about some. I, we, I feel like we must have done. I know we did a video game, uh, like video game system tier list. Mm-hmm. And. Tier lists are no longer in uh, in the mainstream. I don't like give that, a fuck. Uh, but we were talking about what was it? I was on a flight yesterday, and fucking Megavision's general chat in the video game section was just going fucking off on Zelda game. I, well, no, what it was is people were actually talking about Nintendo games, and I was like, "All right, finally something that's not Sonic," which I got that to talk about this week too. Okay, so. But we got on the topic of uh, like Zelda games and what our favorite Zelda games were, and there were we were like me and LBD were like Ocarina of Time was shit, and Chris was like it wasn't shit. It's not but a it's kind of shit. Have you? When's the last time you gone back and played it? Today, mm, man. Today, why do you say it's a shit game? It's I can the understand. Controls, man. Hold on, like hold on. maybe the three. Time out. I can understand someone saying that they don't care for it as much as the other entries, but to go as far and say that it is a shit game makes no sense to me. I am perfectly fine with somebody saying Link to the Past is better than Ocarina of Time. It's a common sentiment, you know? It's I think that more people like Ocarina, at least people that I know, uh, but I know almost as many people who say, yo, that link to the past, though. So That's me. That's me. And, and rightfully so. That's fine. They're both outstanding games. But to say that Ocarina of Time is a shit game makes no sense to me. I mean, I say it's shit because it's on, like, the bottom of my tier list. Because it was fine for when it came out. Like, yeah, it pushed boundaries with Z-targeting, and it told, like, a really cool story, and it was a Zelda in 3D. Uh, But it has not aged well, I don't think, at all. Like, if you take Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past 100% has aged better. 
control wise and replayability wise in my eyes as than Ocarina of Time. And just five years ago, I used to like argue and say Ocarina of Time was an amazing game. And I've gone back and played it tons of times and I'm just like, no. I can't the controls are what just fucking ruin it for me. Then I I don't know what it is. I'm I can deal with the controls. Like I think you look at the story more than the controls and I do the opposite. I disagree. Like I would go as far as to say that Link to the Past has a more um comprehensive and complete story, whereas Ocarina of Time there was this weird or there's this weird trope in Japanese games and American games might do it too, but I can't think of any at that time where there is so much emphasis put on elements, right? So, I mean, like it loosely connecting to this, you could say like legend of dragoon. There's so much emphasis put on like these different elemental dragons in Ocarina of time. There's like, you know, the light temple, the forest temple, the fire temple, every single temple based off of like some bullshit, you know, Shadow Temple, Spirit Temple, which you know, is supposed that to be were the based soul. off of temples based off of Ocarina or Link to the Past. So, like in a Link to the Past, it felt like those temples were more natural to the setting rather than being like this is the Fire Temple. You know, it's the Fire Temple because it's in a volcano and there's fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, like some of the tropes in uh, Ocarina of Time, kind of like I, I, I'll give that to a link to the past. But I think that overall gameplay, um, Ocarina of Time is much more satisfying. I like the dueling system or the Z targeting system that Ocarina has. I'm not huge on the top down view, not only in Link to the Past, but in any game. I would totally take over a uh, a third person view as opposed to a top down. That's just where we. That's got to be where we're different then, because I'm the exact opposite. Like I love like Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac, Isaac, mm-hmm. First Zelda, Link to the Past, uh, Link Between Worlds. Those shit. Are, those things are my jam. Like I like those games too. Like I really like the the Capcom crossovers. Not really crossovers, but like Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Oh, those are dope as shit. Like, those, I don't know why we haven't gotten remakes of those yet. They got re-releases. That's about it. Well, but, is it on the the virtual console on the DS? 3DS. Yeah, that's, yeah on the 3DS. I need. We need something. You can do it on the Switch. I mean, uh, what's the one that was new that looks like the the what's the arts? The people didn't like the art style. Link's Awakening. Well, Link's Awakening, yeah. Those people that don't like the arc style of Link's Awakening can go fuck themselves. They, I always, I think it, I think I attributed it to the the play. I think they were called play school toys. Like when I was a kid, they were preschool toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was like pre Legos, or not really pre. It was pre Legos before Legos became like cool and had like characters and shit. They were kind of like the the stubby little plastic toys. I mean, they still have them around. Yeah, you get it. You'd have the bus where you could put all your little characters in and all that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Link's Awakening, like that game is great, and that was honestly the first time that I really experienced it because I didn't care for it on the GBA. I think that the crossover that they made over to the Switch and the art style is what really motivated me to play it. And the they did a really, weird. 
they did a really good job of porting that game over. Not really porting, but redesigning that game. It just sucks that I fucking broke the game and I can't beat my save file. That fucking blows. I remember that. Because I got, I can't get Marin's song now because I did the songs out of order. Are you sure you broke it or you just... You know, <laughs> there. it's been a few months. Either A, there, there may be a patch, or two, someone someone Else has experience. to have had the same, done the same fucking thing that I did. There's no way that it's, I'm the only one who did that shit, so. If not, you're going to work as quality control for Nintendo now. <laughs> yeah, but then we got on the topic of, like, how everyone actually fucking loves uh, Zelda 2. Yeah, like, I know it's a quirky game, but for its time, and even today, like, a modern update, like, side-scrolling Legend of Zelda, I'd play the shit out of that. Yeah, it would. I feel like it would look like, uh, what's the, in Melee, you know, there's that big part where you go through, and it's, that would basically be how it would be. I was thinking, I mean... Yeah, maybe that art style, but like when I picture Zelda 2 or anything like that, I'm more thinking of like Salt and Sanctuary, maybe something similar to that gameplay. Yeah. Because Zelda 2 is hard as shit. They would have to not fuck with the difficulty for me to really appreciate it if they did an update. I would feel like that they would try to make it easier. Cause that uh, was... give, it, give it a fucking switch, like give it a toggle switch. Mm-hmm. Let me let me l- do Fire Emblem things where I can be casual and be baby mode or be like big dick mode. That was yeah, that was a little bit of an argument that we were having with LBD because LBD was just like when we were talking about updating games just in general. He was just like, I can't get around like certain controls or I can't get around the difficulty, and you know Nintendo doesn't respect its players and. I'm just like, what are you, what are you talking about? That makes me so fucking. That makes me upset. I love working with Mega Visions, but sometimes I think some of the guys in there get tunnel visioned by their hate for Nintendo. That they try to nitpick everything Nintendo. Yeah, granted, Nintendo it does not have a clean track record, but neither does Sega. So <laughs> yeah, I just think that you know if you're going to update a game, and this goes back to a conversation that we had when uh, not Neo but Sekiro was coming out yeah. and everyone was saying that the game was too difficult. We can't play it. It you know, the developers oh, yeah. don't respect the player's time because they won't they won't spend the time learning how the game operates. It's too hard. I'm like, dude, fucking fine, whatever. The game's just not for you. Like, I'm I'm fine with saying it's not for you, but yeah, if if you want to fucking play on easy mode, then go ahead and add an easy mode, and I hope they make you feel bad for it. Like, you know how Doom does, like, the the Space Marine with, like, the, the, the oh, pacifier? The, yeah, it's the I don't want to die mode. Yeah, sure. Like, like that. Yeah. Like, make them do that. Well, Super Mario World or Super Mario 3D World, the one that's still on the Wii U and hasn't been ported to the Switch, I don't know why they haven't done it. Uh, that one is like, hey, you died a lot. Here's an invincible suit, you baby. <laughs> <laughs> I made it a fact to never pick that thing up. <laughs> it's like, no. Keep that shit away from me. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't mind. If if I'm going to play Dark Souls 
and they put in a difficulty like option. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my personal belief is that when I play those types of games, it's supposed to be fucking hard. You're supposed to learn yeah. the fucking game because the thing is, is that a lot of those games go online and you do you you fight other people. If yeah, the, everyone's playing at the hardest difficulty and you're going in easy mode and you're just like let me go ahead and see what the meta is like and jump into multiplayer you're going to fucking die. Yeah, you're going to learn the hard way. But and then uh, you'll get mad at that. Th- I guess. These people are cheating. It's bullshit. And that's that's the reason why people complain about fighting games. Well, not all games are for everybody. Like no. Fucking surprise on that. So, no, like, even when I play games that have a difficulty selection, I usually always pick, especially if it's a new game that I don't know, just pick normal. Just go down the middle. Mm hmm. And then if normal's too fucking hard, I'm like, I'm not going down to easy. No, I'm going to At that point, it's a pride thing. Yeah, you 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 try to better yourself. Mm hmm. And then once you get good at the game and you beat it, like, you're like, okay, now I want to try this hard, like, hard level, because the game's too easy for me now. I think it depends on the type of game for me because there are games that I see where I play where I'm like, I'm only going to play this game once. And if it's like that, especially if they're like story driven, I don't go out of my way to play those games on hard. We need to bring back the true ending is locked behind normal and hard mode. That you see in like Super Nintendo, Sega, and Nintendo games, even some PlayStation games, PlayStation Two. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should do. We should bring that shit back. I know that we talk shit on it, but you were able to get the true ending of uh, Kingdom Hearts Two if you played on proud mode. So do shit yeah. like that, you know. And what they what they should do at that point, like there was even games, and I don't remember which one it was, but they would lock entire sections of the games. Until you upped your difficulty. Yeah, what was the... Did Odin Sphere do that or something? I don't or think was Odin, Odin Sphere did that, but... It wasn't... I think that was the game that you had to beat in a certain amount of time or something like that. I don't know. I'd have to look it, look it back up. But there was games that was just like, oh, you're playing on easy? Here's the first third of the game. Yeah. This yeah. is yours now. That's better, all you, you can have. You see the rest. And then you How do normal... And it's like, oh, you can't have the last four stages until you up the difficulty to hard. Yeah. But then they would make you start all the way back at the beginning, and you have to do the entire game on hard. And Should have did it on hard the first time. That's that's a little <laughs> frustrating, but that's fine. Everything's No, fine. we should bring it back. We got too, much, too many. So that generation of kids that grew up with participation awards are starting to become adults, and it worries me. So <laughs> I I really think that it comes down to like a lot of individuals. I don't I don't think that you can poison an entire generation by giving participation awards. Like you could see it with certain journalists, especially the ones that complain about games being too hard. And I get it to a certain extent. Like your boss gave you three games to beat by uh varying dates. Like, for example, uh I have a review for a game that I got a week ago that the street date is this week. Do the review. You have two weeks. Make it happen. Yeah. yeah. You just gotta you just gotta fucking do it. Sit down I mean, sit down and do it. You're playing a video game. Sit down and do it. Difference is is that that's not my fucking job. It's a hobby. And uh mm-hmm. you get paid to fucking do that, so I don't want to fucking hear it. Sit down and fucking put in your time. 
basically. But and anyway. also, you it's not like you're going like the most games you. I mean, anyway, yeah. No, 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 it's fine. In, Keep going. I was gonna say we live in a day and age too, where if someone's like, "I want to see the true ending of this game," they'll just fucking YouTube it. Like back in the day, you didn't have YouTube. Riding like, on the coattails of someone else's accomplishments. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like back in the day, you didn't have that shit. Back in the day, you probably didn't even know unless the game specifically told you, "Hey, play it through on this mode." Like you wouldn't figure that out unless your friends played that game. They're like, "Oh yeah, did you see the ending?" I'm like, "Yeah," and you tell them the ending. They're like, "That's not the ending." <laughs> You're like, "What?" And you go back and you play it, and then you become a better person. You get all the ladies or dudes. We don't like to discriminate here. Or you can have instead of bringing back like locking endings behind a uh, hard mode, locking endings behind paywalls. Where we have that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Before someone else. No, it's not, it's not you. For someone else, fucking. All right. Well, anyway, tell me, tell me about this fucking this movie that's coming out. Tell me about what's her name, Milia Jovovich, Resident Evil. Mia Jovovich. Mia Jovovich. Let me pull up the trailer so I can show it for our clips and shit. I don't even know if there is a trailer. Like, I don't. There's got. I think there is a trailer. Let me look up the trailer. Uh, Monster Hunter movie, fuck me, is what I want to (laughs) say. Here it is. Oh, wait, no. I guess this is leaked. It says leaked trailer. Oh, God. (laughs) I didn't have it muted. I don't think there's an official trailer yet. Anyway, there has been in a a long time, I think since, like, Talks of it was from like back in 2012 mm-hmm. of a Monster Hunter movie being in development, which is fine. I'll just pull up the Wikipedia so I can read some shit about it. Uh, I remember first seeing like stills from the movie, and I saw Mia Jovovich in it. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I read like the synopsis of it, and I'll just do the quick little Wikipedia breakdown. Uh, Monster Hunter is a fantasy action thriller directed and written by Paul W.S. Anderson and is loosely based on the video game series of the same name by Capcom. The film stars Mia Jovovich, Tony Jaa, T.I., Ron Perlman. Uh, basically, the story of it is Monster Hunter... Uh, that's already said. Basically, Mia Jovovich's character is named Artemis. She's like a lieutenant in the, what was it, the United Nations Army? And you're like, that doesn't exist. (laughs) And uh, her and her team, I guess, get transported to the world of Monster Hunter. (laughs) Where they have to fight monsters with Tony Jaa. (laughs) And it looks like shit. And it's going to be shit. And it comes out on my goddamn birthday. (laughs) It comes out on September 4th of 2020, and uh, dude, I have to go see it. I just found this trailer. I don't know if to found, uh, but um, that no, that's looks- a fan. Get- that's a fan one. That one looks great. Mm, is that a fan? I don't know. Maybe. Have you, have you watched it? Because I just watched it, and I am no, I almost it. positive that that is uh, Mila Jokovic. Where did this trailer come from? Like, discover a new world. It's, it's, uh, 
I think it was like a, a Chinese trailer. This is a live listen and watch. Fuck you, if Diablos is in this. That's pretty dope. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the fucking thing. Oh shit, this might actually be real. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Ron Perlman as the Admiral. You haven't met the Admiral Admiral yet in your Monster Hunter playthrough. But, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that Diablos looks sick, sick as hell, though. And this handler look, looks better than any handler I've ever seen in the game. Hold on, let me see. Because Diablos makes sense because they're showing off a bunch of, like, desert shit. Mm-hmm. The Diablos is pretty cool. But, I don't know, man. That Okay, here's the thing. This movie will turn me around if the monsters, like, if, you know, the monsters make it. Like, if they show them and I'm like, oh, shit, they look cool, the fights are good, and all that stuff. It could, like, but I'm just thinking, like, this is just, this is from the same people of, like, Paul W.S. Anderson has put Mediovich in everything. Because he's married to her. That's his boo. I just saw what he did with the Resident Evil franchise, and I'm worried, okay? (laughs) I think I'm going to have the right to be worried. Um, like, I was so mad when I found out it came out on my birthday. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel mad. like the making a Monster Hunter movie is kind of like the same thing like making Godzilla movies because Godzilla is all about the monsters. I mean, they yeah. try to throw in like people and drama in between that, and that's why like the the nineteen ninety eight movie failed. Like, it's all about it's all about the creatures and shit. And how many monsters can you fit into an hour and a half, maybe two hour movie? You know what I mean? Like, well, you don't want to make the combat so short where there's only like, you know, right. Five, ten minutes per fight, you know? So I don't know if if, I, if you had your selection of monsters to see in the Monster Hunter movie, who would you pick? We already know that. Gonna- Am I only going to get one Monster Hunter movie? I'm not going to get sequels or anything. We'll go with the first one. Not, not. We can work up to sequels, but like, well, your first one has to have Rathalos in it. Yes, because it's the flagship. Mm-hmm. I would say Rathalos. I'd even push Raytheon because that's the female counterpart. Maybe tease with the Raytheon first, and be like, "Oh, Raytheon's here. We got to fight it." And then Rathalos is like, "What's up, bitches?" And uh, you got to have the Palicos in it. Like, Palicos are like, I don't know how they're going to do that. Like, Palicos have been in it since day one. They should uh, they should hire the people who did uh, Detective Pikachu and make them look like that. <laughs> Just make the Palicos look like that. Mm, that'd be fine with me. Uh, you you got to have Rathalos. I'd say Diablos because Diablos and Rathalos and Raytheon, I think from Monster Hunter World... They're the OG ones. Like, they've been there since Monster Hunter 1 back in 2004. Uh, I can't think of any other monsters that are currently in Monster Hunter World that go all the way back to the beginning game. But, I mean, you're going to have to have your little monsters, too. Maybe they fight, like, a low-tier monster or something like that. Uh, But, no, Raytheon, Rathalos, Diablos, those are fine with me. But I don't know, man. Like, this is the same exact way I felt about the Warcraft movie. And I was like, fuck that movie. That movie's garbage. I'm not going to watch that movie. That movie is garbage. It should never have been successful and all that. And then I watched it like three years after it came out. And I went, 
this is not a bad movie. Like it's it's a it is a passable like it's a terrible Warcraft movie because it butchers the history. But like, and all the hu- all the humans look like they're just larping, like they're, in, they're like they don't look good. <laughs> but all the orc stuff, all the orc CG and shit, saved the movie. Like that shit was cool. I heard that like everything that had to do with the the horde was what saved that movie. The story was garbage for the horde because it was because I'm huge into the lore of the the OG horde. Like I love one of the books that I love is by Christy Golden. It's uh, called The Rise of the Horde, like the True Horde. It's a very fucking good book. Uh, they butchered that, but yeah, like the horde just looked great. Like all the orcs and the trolls and all that shit. But maybe I'll be wrong about this movie too. Maybe this one will be good. I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna go see it on my birthday. My birthday's on a goddamn Friday this year, so I guess that's what I'm doing. I mean, do you want to ruin your birthday though? Do you want to be disappointed? I gotta know. You can know like the day bu- after. No, I gotta know now. Now it's on fucking podcasts. Like people are gonna be like, "Here you go, see it." He's a fraud. The four people that listen to this podcast. Two of them of which are you and me. I don't listen to this. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get, get clips. But uh, I don't know. Maybe. Fuck. Mortal Kombat was good. W.S. Anderson or Paul W.S. Anderson did that. So I don't know. He, and that's the thing. I looked it up and apparently he's been a fan of the series for like nine years. So like he's been there like with Monster Hunter since like the beginning. Like, almost the beginning. What was it, nine years? That's 2013. It would have to be 2013, 2012 is when he saw it. Uh, but yeah, he said on many uh, trips to Japan, he would play the game, and he saw how big it was over in Japan and all that stuff. And I don't know. Maybe it could work. I mean, fuck, Geralt was in the game, in the new game. They were just like, how did Geralt get here? He just fucking portaled in. <laughs> so They're maybe he, me and Yovamish is just going to portal in. Yeah. Like fuck, I, I don't know. What I'm afraid of is that I don't know if you've ever seen the anime, but there's this really bad anime called Gate. And what it's about, it's about the, Sounds familiar. So, you have like this medieval world with like sorcerers and dragons and orcs and all that shit, and then mm-hmm. the Japanese National Defense Army, the Japanese Defense Army finds a gate and they start going into the gate and they bring tanks they bring F16s they bring like their their infantry and they just start going to war with like this medieval people world. in world and shit like that but they're murking these dragons like it's just like oh here's here's a fucking tomahawk missile to the fucking face dies they bring like these barbarian armies and they get mowed, mowed down by like M two forties. That's pretty funny. I picture it like being a reverse, like oh the UN National Maybe. Army or the UN Army comes in and they just all get slaughtered by a Rathalos. That's that's what should happen. That I mean it's rated, it's supposed to be rated PG thirteen. So motherfuckers think, supposed to die. I mean you can get away with killing people in PG thirteen. Uh, I don't. I mean, T.I.'s in it. And I think he plays like a shit, like, he's got to be like one of her, like, army dudes or something. Like, I don't know, man. 
Tony Jaws in it. Tony Jaws from the Ong Bok series. He's pretty fucking dope. So, and it looks like they're going to utilize, like, because there's many promotional shots and stuff of, like, Mia Jovovich and Tony Ja with, like, different weapons. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just going to show that they learn, like, all the weapons, which, I mean, technically is correct because your character can just use all the fucking weapons in the game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. Maybe I'm wrong. This game, this isn't going to be fucking great. This isn't going to be a good movie, but whatever. I'll go see it. There's a guy on Twitch who's like, I hope I go, I'm go- I gotta go see it, and I hope it's the best thing ever, because everyone, I'm gonna be like, all you naysayers, I'm like, dude, get the fuck off your pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Like I said, the monsters have to, that's the phrase, no one fuck gives a shit about the hunters. Everyone cares about the monsters. Mm-hmm. But, I guess since we're talking about movies... I'll we'll switch it up. I know you had your week slotted, but I just want to go into my week and get it over with. <laughs> sure, tell tell me. Go for it. I I did a lot of shit this week. I did uh let me pull up my docket. I saw some movies this week. I uh I was in Austin, Texas this uh last week for work and uh I got to do a little bit of movie watching. Uh I'm going to start off loving this one. Uh I saw the Sonic movie. And we're going to keep going, but we're not going to do any spoilers, so don't worry about spoilers if that's what you're worried about from here on out. Uh, I know Chris expressed, what, not last week, but the week before, that you you liked it, thought it was a pretty solid kids movie. I, I said that I would give it probably between, like, a 6.5 and a 7. I would I would say, like, trying to jump for an 8 would be too much because there's a lot of cringe, but I think that it is an yeah. okay Decent movie. Kids movie. I didn't like this movie. Okay. <laughs> I, I did not, not, I did not like this. I don't know. I got this demeanor in my head, too, that, like, I know this is supposed to be, like, a Sonic origin story, and it's supposed to express that he's, like, sad and alone, and he doesn't have anybody and all that other stuff. But I was always like, man, Sonic's so cool. Like, Sonic's cool. Even when he wasn't cool, he was still kind of cool. Like, he always, like... Sonic's not cool in this movie at all. I don't think there was a one point where he, like, maybe towards the end when he was fighting Robotnik, like, towards the very end, I was like, okay, he's kind of cool. He's doing a Terminator pose. (laughs) But this was something that I was touching on. I don't remember if it was when we were actually talking about the movie or before that, but when the new trailer came out, um, I did note that his personality had changed. If you remember from the first trailer that came out, Sonic was very confident. He was very cocky. It was what you expected Sonic to be. And this right. one, he was a lot more childlike. And a lot of, I think that decision to go in that direction um, was to appeal to a younger fan base. So yeah, yeah, like I said, I get it. Yeah. It's for kids. This movie is all for kids. Mm-hmm. Sonic sells to kids. You slap Sonic on a fucking t-shirt, kids are going to want it. Yep. I mean, you got a son right now. He's, what, three years old? Four. He he's like four. The, he's four. He want, he's like, I want everything Sonic. Yep. It works. But I liked, there was Easter eggs in it. There were, apparently, in his little map that he has, there's a Sega Saturn logo. Uh, I like how he starts calling him Eggman towards the end and all that stuff. Jim Carrey knocked it out of the park. I thought Jim Carrey did a very good job with what he had, what he 
was working with. James Marsden did a fine job too. They they were fine. I do think Ben Schwartz is a very good Sonic. I like Sonic's voice and all that. Uh, I'm not gonna bring it up because we always say it, and we got some people that are like, whatever. It's the, whatever. The mixing was not perfect. There was some weird mixing on Sonic's voice. Yeah, where it just didn't sound great. Uh, but. I don't know. I got out of it. There were points where I kind of like looked at the X and I was like, ah, I think I'm kind of done. I could just walk out right now. Like, <laughs> I get it. Uh, the stinger of spoilers. I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but there is a stinger. The stinger was good. I am more excited to see what this sequel could be. I don't think that they're going to go full CGI. I wish they would because I don't give a shit about anything. I don't care about James Marson's character. I, I got tired of the Donut Lord shit. Mm-hmm. I got tired. Like I, you like his uh, the whole storyline that his uh, his girl had with her sister and all that shit. That's the thing too. His his Maddie, I think, is his uh, fiance. I don't know if they're married, but whatever. I think his significant uh, Okay, his wife's name. Uh, her she goes to San Francisco, and like her sister, she's staying with her sister, and her sister's like, you know, he's such a bad guy for you. He's not. He's a shitty person. You should leave him. I'm like this whole movie has been just showing how awesome of a guy Tom is. Like, it even goes to the point where she says, like, oh, you remember what you did for me when I was in veterinarian school? You worked three jobs to help me and all that other stuff. Like, that whole point was just so stupid. Like, I could see if Tom was a shitty person. I think a lot of it is just, like, they're trying to play into, like, really uh, low. What's that? Oh, the cliches. cliches, yeah. It's low hanging fruit. It's it's easy to have like the cliche, you know, family member that doesn't like your significant other. Uh, yeah. The touching moment between you know a child and the main character. Uh, I th- I said that the the third the the extras. Not really. Don't want to say the extras, but like the supporting cast was so underwhelming. Uh, like just James Marsden, Ben Schwartz. Uh, and Jim Carrey. They're fine. They're, yeah, those three are fine. They did good. And yeah. that's, to me, that's what mattered. Everyone else was kind of like, uh... The thing is, and I'm probably going to get criticized on this too, and I said it in the Discord, uh, I appreciate a movie if you're able to take out a key element. And let's just say in this situation, it's anything so- Sonic related. Mm-hmm. If you're able to ke- take that out, take out Sonic's name, Take out, instead of making it gold rings, just make it whatever. It's not Dr. Robotnik. It's Dr. Big Military Man, whatever. Change the IP from Sonic to something else, and does it still work? This, this I don't think this movie would have worked. This movie would have bombed. The controversy around this movie made it, people wanted to go see it. That's the reason I wanted to go see it. I was like, I gotta know. I gotta know what it is after seeing what it could have. Now, after seeing this version, I want to see the other version. That's what I want to see. I want to see because they had the movie done. You know they had it done. and Or at least a good majority of the movie done. I would have wanted to see that fucking terrifying ass Sonic the entire fucking time. I probably would have been on Robotnik's side that entire movie. <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, he's a fucking freaking nature and we need to eliminate him. So, but that's my opinion. I'm allowed to have opinions just like everybody else is allowed to have opinions and like movies. I'm not going to criticize you because you like the movie. I'm going to say my piece on it, which I did. I don't, I'm not a big fan of it, but apparently me and Scotty are the only two that are going to die on the hill in the Megavision server that saying that they did not enjoy the movie. If you had to rate it a number, what would you give it? I'd give it like a three or a four. 
I didn't really like it that much. I'm not going to say it's garbage like a one. Because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, Jim Carrey does great for me. James Marsden, I think it does really good. Uh, the flossing shit, I get it. That's for the kids. Yep. But I was just like, Bleh. the Olive Garden shit. I was like, fuck off, Olive Garden. Fuck off real That hard. was something that I didn't bring up the last time I talked to, that we talked about it. The product placement in this fucking movie is disgusting. How much did Olive Garden put into uh, this? Not just to Olive get Garden. Shit in there? there was like a fucking three-minute commercial for Zillow. Did you catch? Oh that yeah, movie? where she, where yeah. she's like, I was looking at, I was looking at houses on Zillow, and then instead of like throwing that out the window, the computer screens pulled up with the Zillow website on it, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I would like to drink this. Whenever I'm thirsty and running from the government, I enjoy this nice Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I completely forgot. It's it's been like gnawing at me for the last week or two since I've seen it. Like, it's granted, it's not as much product placement as I've seen in other movies, but it's pretty blatant. Yeah, like the stupid when you're here, your family jokes and for Olive uh, Garden. I'm like, okay, yeah, p- play it up. I don't, I don't care. It's okay to have one thing. But the Zillow commercial, mid-movie, I'm just like, no child gives a shit. I'm half, I'm surprised that the latte part didn't have a Starbucks symbol on the side of that cup. Oh. Like, I'm really surprised. He says lens crafters, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember here. Maybe he doesn't say lens crafters, but he says call somebody because it's a glasses place. And Mm -hmm. he broke his his sunglasses. He goes, they know what I like. And all this other stuff. Uh, Jim Carrey's fine. I like I like what Jim Carrey did. Uh, there are a lot of theories from the movie that I could understand could be possible. There's a lot of the an- why Robotnik puts animals in his machines and all that could be. I could see that they kind of hinted at that with some of the stuff. I'm not like I said. I don't want to get into huge spoilers, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, a lot of the comedy though, a lot of the jokes fell real flat for me though. There were one or two times that I kind of chuckled, and I'm pretty sure they were during Jim Carrey parts. So, moving forward, what would you want to see in a sequel? I just don't want to see the... Like, besides Robotnik, I don't want to see human shit. I don't care about the... Oh, I just want someone... I to like. I want to live somewhere and have a family and all this other shit. I think we've I moved past that, it. though. Like, that entire arc has been resolved. I know. So Maybe in the next movie, it'll be better. So we, I don't have to see that shit. I find it hard to believe that they're just going to completely abandon Montana. Uh, however, I like me personally, I would like to see more with the Echidna tribe and going back yeah. to, to Green Hill Zone. Um Anyone that saw that and was like, who are they? Come on. I they looked good. They, yeah, they <laughs> did look. They looked real good. That's why I said that opening sequence. I am like, yo. And apparently the owl shit is canon. Um, It's part of the Archie comics. Well, Archie comic is Archie comic. They're, it's its own universe. I mean, I've, I've read and seen at least four different origin stories and all of them claim to be canon. So, I mean, Archie is cemented of having their own 
things going shit. on. You know, I don't know. Sonic movie wasn't for me. That's fine. Uh, maybe the Monster Hunter movie will be for me. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll be. Everyone's like this movie shit. And I'm like, no, guys, you don't understand. You just don't understand. <laughs> Uh, I saw another movie. So that was Tuesday night. Let me go back to Sunday night. So Sunday night, I was flying. Whatever. That's what I, you know, I travel a lot. There has never been a flight where I thought, oh, I'm going to (laughs) die. This flight was pretty rough. So, like, I, I... I fly out of Little Rock, and I have a connecting flight in Dallas, and I sit there for, like, two hours. I'm like, shit. So I don't get into Austin until, like, almost midnight. Uh... So, but we're we're going through. It's about an hour flight from. Uh, no, it's not even that. It's like a thirty minute flight from Dallas to Austin. It's not that long, and we get about halfway through it, and I'm like, because I'm listening to my music or I'm on the switch, and I'm like, man, that's a little bit more turbulence than I'm used to, because like people's motherfucking heads are going, like th- like they're like off roading on ATVs and some shit, and I'm like, hold on a minute, and then the plane drops like a hundred feet. <laughs> that's exactly the shit that I was talking about when I flew to Japan and everyone was like ah and I was like okay Corey you always talk about wanting to die early <laughs> now now that it's very possible what do you think and I'm like I'm not ready <laughs> like, I, I bitched out real quick at the sight of danger <laughs> and we got through and that, I mean that was the worst part of it was that drop but the turbulence the even the pilots like we're in for some real t- the weather was clear and then he just said like boom these like shit came out of nowhere and uh props to the like fucking uh pilots like they held their cool and all that shit uh but and of course i say this is a white person thing because white people always clap whenever a plane lands but uh i didn't clap cuz i have pride but uh if anyone deserved a clap, it was that one. <laughs> nah. Oh, and I forgot. Okay, so after that, I'm like, all right, let me off this fucking plane. I just want to get out of here, go to my hotel, go to sleep so I can go to work. I'm walking, and we're walking out of the plane. We're off of the thing. Like, we're in the airport now, and we're walking to go out to get our baggage. I'm walking, listening to music, kind of doing my own thing, zoned out, thinking about other shit. This old lady in front of me, but not, like, right in front of me fucking biffs it like hard like she hit the ground (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like okay so it was flat and i'm like whatever so i'm just walking and i see it i'm like oh shit and i fucking just see right like sea line right around it and i don't even i don't even fucking stop i don't even miss a beat okay there's like three people already helping her and I'm like, whatever. Was there three people already helping her before or after you passed her? Before I passed her. So I'm wa- I just walked by. And the guy that was walking in front of me, I guess he like had a change of heart. And he turns around. He's like, I'm going to go help. And I said, nah, not today, Satan. And I kept walking. I said, there's too much goddamn corona going around. I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> and I thought about it. And I'm walking. I'm on the escalator going out. And I'm cracking up to myself because it finally i was like she fucking fell so hard (laughs) like before then i was like well first of all i was like this is gonna be really funny to tell on the podcast 
<laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. And then I was like, man, I knew I was going to hell before this situation. I know 100% I'm going to hell now. Because I didn't even miss a beat, man. You I didn't are even, like, the hesitate worst in my Boy Scout ever. I was a Boy Scout, too. <laughs> you are terrible. Not my problem. I said, not my problem. No, mm, not today. That bitch Don't broke a hip. She fell. She was just like, oh. And she dropped bags. Like, shit fell out of her purse. And I was just like, walking over this. <laughs> I'm shitty, but, like, I didn't. I was like, nope. Like, I got off the plane. I was like, I'm going to be a new man. I, 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 I faced death right in the eyes. And I fucking didn't even help that lady. <laughs> Did you my first? Did you walk around her or did you walk over her? Because now I'm thinking you walked, I walked over her. I walked around because <laughs> the people were already there. But she was just like, I was just like, <laughs> nope, not today. Mm. Anyway, uh, so that <laughs> that was that. Uh, Wednesday night, I get a message. I go. I go and hang out with a couple people from work. We hit up some food trucks. I had a vegan food truck, which surprisingly was really, really fucking good. And uh, I get a message from Connor, our old boy Connor, Okay. on Discord. Discord, you know Connor doesn't really talk to anybody on Discord unless it's like a new anime that he likes. Yeah. Well, ironically enough, he had seen a new anime. He saw the new My Hero Academia Heroes Rising movie. Apparently, it was released on February 26th. It's one of those that you can go see in theaters for a very limited time. When this podcast comes out, I don't know if it'll still be available. And he was like, dude. Go see the movie. And I was like, really? Are you sure? Because I went and saw the first one and I liked it. He goes, go see the movie. And I look it up and I'm like, ah, shit, there's only the dubbed. And I'm not that big. I, I would prefer to see subs when I watch anime. I'm that guy. But I was like, you know what? I'm. This might be, I won't be able to go see it tomorrow night because I have a concert to go to. And then I'm flying back home. So fuck it. We're going to go see it. I went and saw it at like 10 o'clock. Dude, my jaw dropped two times in that movie and i like a couple tears of excitement came out of my eyes like i almost in the theater when one part happened i almost went what (laughs) i was like no fucking way this movie was great and it got me back into my hero what happened i I can't tell you because it spoils it but so what happened? Okay, so the beginning of it is class of UA. So that's all your main characters, your main class. They're like, listen, you guys are gonna go to this island for a project. It's a uh, heroes class and all that stuff. You guys are gonna be the only heroes there. You guys are in charge of anything. There will be no heroes to back you up. You guys are the heroes. So it's them showing how much they're like working with the towns, the island, and all that stuff. They're, I mean, even doing little shit like fixing like someone's moped and shit like that. Sure. Just being hero. It's called doing hero work, no matter how small it is. Uh, and then you get these new new enemies, these new villains that show up, and they're building up their... They throw in the League of Villains and all that stuff. There's a lot of things that happen that I'm like, oh, shit, I know about this stuff because I've read the manga, but there, I'm like, oh, that's there, that's there. That's what my hero does a really good job about with their movies is they're not quote-unquote canon, but they put them into where they fit with everything that's going around in the world at the time. And uh, the enemies are pretty cool. You got four enemies. There's the main character named Nine, which uh, he gets he gets a surgery done to where he has the same capabilities of all for one. 
which is the bad guy from My Hero yeah. Academia. But he's limited. His name is Nine because he can only have nine quirks. Okay. So he can steal up to nine quirks. Uh, but he has a cell degenerate disease where every time he uses his quirk, he, you know, his body bigger. freaks out. His body. Yeah. So he's trying to find someone with a uh, cell regeneration quirk so he can steal it and then be – anyway, he's okay. He's cool. The The one guy I liked, his name was Chimera, and he was just this big old buff fucking, like, tiger dude at first, and he's in a trench coat smoking a cigar, has dreads, which, all right, whatever. Sure. And then he's, like, super strong. I mean, like, uh, Todoroki – uh there's a like there's like four of the like pretty strong ua that can't beat him like they're going on like four on one and they can't beat him Mm -hmm. so uh but the movie is really good uh it's all about deku and bakugo because at this point bakugo knows about one for all uh and all that stuff but dude towards the end of it there was one part where i looked up and i just went "Uh uh-uh no, not today. Mm-mm. And I went, no. And then the whole crowd in the theater. The crowd is was pretty respectful the whole time. We laughed at parts and all that. But everyone was just like, what? <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. It was awesome. Now I got to go see this fucking movie. You got to go see it. Like, you don't even really need to know. Like, you don't have to be up to date on the manga or the anime. Because mm-hmm. the movie itself does a really good job of building the world that's in that movie. But you're just like, oh, yeah, I know these characters and all that. Like, there was... And even the dubbed. I was like, the dub's fine. Didn't have a problem with it. So, but it was fucking good. Like, like I said, I would go... If it's there, when I go to Austin next week, uh, I'm going to go watch it again. I just start... I'm starting to love watching uh, anime movies in theaters, man. It's really cool. I'm going to bring up the trailer real quick. Okay. Uh but yeah, I would re- highly recommend. I like I said, I don't want to go. I got the same. So the animation of the final fight is uh, on the same level as like the Broly movie when it came out. Not the old Broly, the new the Broly, Broly movie. Yeah, where it's like the anime, like that animation is fucking top tier. Like, I don't know, man. I got back into it. Like I'm back into my hero again, real hardcore. I got. I ordered the first movie on Blu-ray on Amazon because it was on sale. Uh, at tomorrow, I'm going to watch because I stopped watching around three fourths of the way through season three. That's why. So I never all for one and one for all fight, right? Yeah, I, I watched a little bit past that, but I had never watched the Bakugo and Deku fight. The only time I ever saw that fight was when I watched uh, Mother's Basement's uh, anime lay of it. Okay. Where he breaks down the fight. And then season four is going on right now, and I need to read the manga and all that stuff. So it's it so My Hero Academia is slowly becoming so we already know it's great. For people that watch it, we're like, it's great. It is becoming, I would say, a staple up with like DBZ and Cowboy Bebop. I'm I'm talking it's getting like anime god tier level. Of, like, how good this anime is. I mean, I would argue that it probably already holds that position. I mean, like, when when you think of, like, shonen anime, uh, it kind of comes in generations. So, like, yeah, you had shit, Naruto. So, you have, like, Naruto, Bleach, 
One Piece. And then you had like DBZ, you had um, Yu Yu Hakusho, mm-hmm. um, and Shaman King. Shaman was big King. For Hawaii. While I wouldn't say it's super popular, it was still relatively fucking popular. I mean, yeah. now you have I don't follow anime as far as like modern anime uh, all that much, but I know that Doctor Stone is a thing. Uh, fucking Black Clover is still apparently mm-hmm. huge. Um, it's fucking humongous. So, I mean, like, it, it's already there. It's already got that status. It's now just, like, how high are they going to go? So, you know how, like, when you start watching Naruto and they kind of, like, flesh out their side characters and all that stuff, you're like, this is a really good anime. And then it just fucking drops real hard. Mm-hmm. Like, they forget about all that. I really hope that doesn't happen with My Hero, but My Hero, like, they're like, yeah, we get it. You know All Might, you know Deku, you know Bakugo. They're, like, the main three. Endeavor, all that shit, Todoroki. But they're like, all these other characters are still really cool, and they have awesome side stories. Yeah, I I think that that was something that Naruto tried to do and was doing just dropped the ball. really good at that in the first half and then Shippuden happened and they were just like nope core characters that's it fuck everybody else that's all that we're going to focus on and I mean like every now and then a side character will have like their moment but it was usually like a throwback moment and then they have like a big fight and you never hear from them again yeah Uh, Yeah. that was my issue with Shippuden Uh, I think that my hero is the the, the true successor to the Naruto uh, formula. It's just if if anyone that's listening to this podcast has been sleeping on My Hero Academia, just watch. I remember the minute that got me into, I was like, <coughs> I need to watch this anime. Was it was the Deku and Todoroki fight in the tournament, mm-hmm. and I went, I saw the animation, I went, what the fuck is this? And it got me in there, dude. This anime like gets me so excited. Like I said, that I have tears of excitement and i get goosebumps and i get chills like and oh it's just so i'm getting chills right now thinking about all the awesome fights in it because like the first big fight you see in and in it is like i think the one that really got me was i think all might first versus that big ass nobu Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh shit this is dope like the these fights are amazing and Man, it's just I cannot give My Hero Academia enough praise. It is a very, very good anime, and fucking uh, sorry, the clip of Todoroki unleashing his fire side for the first time—that part still gives me like that's the whole thing. In that, like Deku's not trying to beat him; Deku's literally trying to make people better. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole thing. Anyway, sorry, I'm not gonna. This look, this could be a whole fucking two hour podcast about My Hero Academia, dude. I fucking love My Hero Academia. It's, and I've said it before. It's like I remember watching that movie Sky High growing up, and I was like, "This is cool. This is like that on fucking steroids." Sky it's High. Great. That's the high school for yeah the su- the superhero that's with the Kurt live Russell. Action, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a live action one. All right. Well, uh, to wrap up my week, I wa- Thursday night I went and saw. The bands Proto Men and TWRP Twerp, which stands for Tupperware Remix Party, and I have seen uh, I have seen Proto Men live mm-hmm. twice. They're very very good. I really like them. Uh, 
they do kind of uh, rock opera and all that stuff where all that they even come out there like are you gonna fight with us tonight and all this other stuff it's really really cool their shows are really really good i got a lot of footage i stayed in the back because i went by myself because my friend she dipped out on me that night so i was like all right well i'm just gonna go by myself it's really weird to go i think it's weird to go to i don't think it's weird for people to look at you but it felt weird for me to be at a concert by myself (laughs) I I guess it's kind of like the same feeling of going to a movie by myself. Like I I grew up going to concerts by myself. Like yeah. we they would be like a pop-up concert and just like random people show up. But then again, like we were going to concerts in the back of a Denny's or a, uh, a Chinese food place. <laughs> you guys weren't going to like super huge fucking yeah, concerts. Yeah, no, we didn't have money like that. like that. We were just shit kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but I had, I was really uptight to the point where I almost just left. I was like, I can't handle it. Like I'm, I was getting in my head and, uh, but I gave it about 20 minutes into the proto men show. I was like, okay, we're good. We're fine. And, uh, I got a lot of footage with that. Picked up, uh, some of the physical albums that I didn't already have. Cause I'm back into trying to get physical albums again. And, but then twerp went on and I was like, I don't know, man, like I like twerps music, but I don't know if I would, I, I don't, the only reason I'm staying is cause I want to see them perform <coughs> Phantom Racer. Mm-hmm. Cause Phantom Racer, which spoilers, they ended up not playing Phantom Racer. And I was like, ah, really? Okay. Whatever. But twerp is so high of volume energy and positivity in their shows that I got to give it props to them, man. They put on a very good show. Uh, the comedic banter, that goes between the bass player Commander Meowch and the lead singer, which is Doctor Sung, is great. Uh, they interact with the crowd really well and all that stuff too. They did a really good job. I was really impressed, and I bought a, one of their albums as well. So, so if you ever get a chance, there's Southern tours going on right now. I think last night they were in Austin. Uh, I went and saw them in San Antonio, but they're doing some tours down here, and I think they're going up to like Missouri, maybe like the carolinas and stuff like that too i'm not sure just i know they're gonna be in florida so go check them out if you have a chance tickets for like 25 bucks not bad to see proto yeah proto men and twerp if anything if you're so if you're going like i want to go see proto men and proto men are technically opening for twerp and they're like i'm gonna dip once twerp go on give twerp give it about 15 minutes into their show if you don't like it after 15 minutes then you can go ahead and dip but give them a chance because they put on a like dr song's doing like cartwheels and shit on the stage and doing high jump kicks and stuff it was very, very cool, and I was very impressed with it, even though they didn't play Phantom Racer, which I was really bummed about. But right on. that's basically my it, my week, besides work and playing Monster Hunter. That's it. Uh, my, my week is not as <laughs> uh, exciting. Um, for as long as this podcast has been going on, I've had this issue at work where uh, I need to maintain a certification. Uh, I technically fulfilled those requirements. Um, however, they would just add on something new, take something away. It was just a constant cycle of bullshit that would go on. Um, to the point where they were just like, okay, look, this you have a drop dead date. We need this shit done. I'm not going to get into what would take place if I hadn't gotten it done. What's important is that I did get it done. Just yep. this entire – the last weekend, the weekend that we were doing uh, the Mandalorian podcast, um, <laughs> every single day just clicking through fucking slides and shit like that, taking tests. It was it was not fun. 
Uh, but it was it, it was a necessity for right. You know, keeping a roof over my head. Uh, <laughs> but besides that, I was able to sneak in uh, a few uh, games. I'm still playing Resident Evil Two. I'm almost to the end game with Claire on second run. Uh, I had oh, nice. just found Sherry in the sewers. I do want to comment that I hate the sewers. The sewers are bullshit. Those giant fucking mud creatures that spit out these these homing worm missiles that were scoot. Those aren't the hunters, right? Hunters were in zero, right? Or were they in one? No. So two has hunters aren't Mr. X, G, um, Lickers, and these mud creatures. Okay. Uh, and then the dogs and all that and shit. And then the dogs, yeah. But I, I count dogs as equal to zombies because I don't know about Resi 1 because I didn't play Resi 1, but I know that 2 and 3 have dogs. And I'm pretty sure 4 has dogs too. So neither here nor there. They're low-tier enemies. Um, but those fucking mud creatures are annoying as shit. However, I do think that Claire's run is significantly easier because she has access to the grenade launcher super fucking early oh yeah so like you pick up the grenade launcher maybe maybe an hour into the game so once you in once you Claire's have ax- run huh in claire's run in claire's run now i don't know about wow. claire a but claire b like i got it i think it was the second item that i got or the second weapon that okay. i got because uh leon gets the shotgun relatively early but he doesn't get his flamethrower until late, like late into the sewers run after you're helping out Ada. Uh, Claire has it gotcha. like from the get go. And it's super fucking easy to like crowd control, even with dealing with like liquors and shit like that. Just super easy because you get acid rounds and you get fire rounds. And those fire rounds like two shot almost anything, any any Jesus. major creature. So it's... I'm about to run into the uh, the G fight on the, or I'm assuming that I'm going to go into the G fight on like the uh, the hanging platform, and you got to use the the container to knock them off and make them fall before you get to uh, Umbrella's headquarters, and then mm-hmm. see what happens there. Okay. So I still have not sat down and played it yet. It's it's probably the best Resident Evil I've ever played. Like and I, I'm Until we I'm see a big three believer. Does. <laughs> I'm a big believer in four. Like I love four, but Resi Two Remake is just that fucking good. Yeah, but like I said, four's <coughs> not scary. There's not any scary moments in four to me. Yeah, but it sounds like two, and especially the remake, has some really fucking scary moments. Two has some scary moments. Uh, four is really more for the shock value. Like. Yeah. It's more shock value than it is like actual fear. Like, well, also four was like jumping from what three was on PlayStation One, where it was still like tank controls and all that shit, mm-hmm. to like what four is. Four is an action game. But four is still tank controls. It's just yeah, but behind it's, the, I feel like it's behind yeah, the shoulder, over the shoulder. Controls. It's a little bit different, but it feels a lot different than those other Resident Evil games. Yeah, though. I think that f- I like four's aesthetic and just general gameplay storyline uh compared to the other resident evils up until now right um uh, i finally got the hong kong version 
of Grand Blue <laughs> Fantasy Versus. Uh, all I did was jump online. Uh, just right. very double check certain menu options and then just jump online. I'm not too bad. I am not too bad at that game. Uh, I am right about so the way that their ranking system goes, it's uh, I think you start off if it's at F, and then it jumps to C, B, A, S, double S, triple S, and I'm right on the cusp of getting into A rank. So, I mean, it's still yeah. low, but they go like C five four three two one B five four three two one. I'm right now a gotcha. B one on the cusp of promotion. So. But that so I, I got I got to get used to that meta because there are characters <laughs> that I thought were shit that are whipping my fucking ass. Like mm-hmm. there's this big ass motherfucker with a scythe, uh, Visagia or some shit like that, and like he can't move for shit, but he's got dashes and his swings take up like half the fucking stage. So it's not it is not easy fighting him because if that player knows how to put on the the fucking pressure, pressure. nah, you're you're fucking done. You're fucking done. Uh yeah, and usually this podcast comes out on Tuesday, and if it does come out on Tuesday, that should be the third, and you can pick that up today. Yep. Uh I've already sung all of its praises. I plan on having a review out on the third. Uh and you can check that out at megavisionsmag.com. But overall, um, my solid. my biggest issue is just the netcode. The netcode's bad. Yep. I mean, it's anything coming out of Arc System Works, like it's going to be delay based, and the that netcode is fucking terrible. You're just gonna have to start taking a PS4 everywhere you <coughs> go, so you can be like, "You guys ready? Let's do yeah, this." Yeah, pretty much. Is that getting a PC release or is it just on PlayStation? It comes out on the 13th for Steam. Okay. So, there you go. Just get your laptop and walk and go to conventions and be like, you, you play? Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Just slap it down. Be like, let's go. Uh, Thursday for Thursday Night Throwdown. We didn't really do a throwdown, but Scotty and I played through the entirety of episode one of Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Um, it's it was It was fun. I can officially say, though, I am fucking done with episode one. Uh... <laughs> When I first originally played the game, that was the only part of Fantasy Star I ever played um, uh-huh. for the GameCube. Uh, then when I found multiple servers, I was just like, I'm going to clear episode one. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to clear episode one and just never got around to doing it. And now within the last like week or two, there's a uh, there's a quest or a mission called TTF. Or TFF, it's one of the two. But it's a boss rush mode for episode one where you do all four bosses back to back to back. And I just did like that three, four times. And it's really easy if you jump into like somebody that's playing on hard mode. There's four difficulties. There's normal, hard, very hard, and ultimate. You just jump into like someone's hard or very hard mode and just survive. And then you level up five, six times. So you do that like a few times and all of a sudden you're fucking level 40. Is that the cap? No, the cap is 200. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you want to jump into hard mode probably when you're around like level 30, 40. Then you can actually start doing shit. Clearing hard mode, you probably want to be closer to the 70s. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, like we we had a guy play with us. He was playing his – I think he was playing a, uh, a hunter. He was playing a um, an android hunter or a Hugh cast. Uh, and he was 
he was murking people. He was like level 36. And we're just like, look, we just want to clear the last area or we want to see like the entirety of the game because that's what we were trying to get Scotty to just like see everything yeah. from beginning to end. He pulls out a level 154 uh, force, which is equivalent to like the uh, the wizard. Because uh-huh. in Fantasy Star Online, there's only three classes. that You got your hunters, which are your sword boys. You got the ranger, which is your guns. And then you have the forces, which is magic. He pulls out a level 150 force. And we'll walk into a room and he casts the biggest fucking flare. And everything <laughs> dies. Big fucking bitches. Big creatures. Everything just fucking dies. Just gone. So when we finally went to the final boss, I think his name is Dark False. And I fought him before. He's kind of hard, kind of difficult. Nah, we were done nah. in less than two minutes. The entire thing. Jesus. And there's, there's, there in, in normal mode, there's three phases to that fight. There's like the stupid screw, screwball thing where he's got all these little, little spikes and you have to hit certain spikes, not all the spikes, but they're all doing damage to you. You clear right. that. And all he did was like throw down a giant fucking lightning bolt. Then the enemy takes up like two quarters, like not half, but like a third of the field and you just have to go to town on all of its heads. That like lasted 10 seconds. And then he jumps off screen and you have to hit him with distant weapons. And I'm a hunter. So I'm sitting there like, nope, can't do anything for you this time. I'm just going to run around in circles. But he just, just ice and fucking thunder. It was, it was stupid. It was absolutely fucking dumb. So Scotty was like so amazed that within the time frame of like maybe three hours, he experienced all of Fantasy Star Online. He was just like, I'd be upset if I bought this <laughs> like on the Dreamcast and that's all I fucking played. And I'm just like, hold hold on. This is this is just episode one. This lasted, yeah. I think, like maybe a year. And there's multiple like difficulty levels. I did get a taste of like episode two. And it is completely different because in episode one, it's like you go into the forest, you clear the forest boss. You go into the mines, you clear the mines boss. You go into the cave, you clear the cave boss, so on and so so forth. And there's only four areas. But in two, it's kind of like, hey, we need you to go to the jungle and then go to the the beach, but you have to go back to the jungle. It's like the – the plot is like overlaying each other and I I think that they're starting to get into the whole thing where certain regions are going to have more difficult monsters. So right. it's more of like what we see in modern MMOs moving With the, I think what was it? Wrath of the Lich King is where WoW implemented uh, the shifting areas. Mm-hmm. Where you would do a quest line, you would go and do something, and then you'd come back, and the area would be different. Right. So that was a game changer for World of Warcraft. So I don't know if Fantasy Star is going to do something that robust because I'm just getting a taste for Episode Two, but the little bit of Episode Two that I played, I love it because a, it's not Episode One. I am so sick of running <laughs> the goddamn caves. I hate the caves. It's long. It's unnecessary. The enemies in there fucking suck. There's two enemies in there that you can't deal damage to them except for, like, a short period of time. You've got this little amoeba thing that come out of nowhere and fucking guillotine you. And it's not even that hard to kill it, but it's just fucking annoying. 
but it, like yeah. you hit it once and it goes back into the ground. So it's not that it's hard. It's just a waste of time because you can't yeah. combo off of it. And then you have these two enemies that are stuck together. And when they're together, they're impervious to damage. You can't damage them at all. But once they split, then you can go ahead and try to kill them. Right. But they deal a lot of damage for what that level is supposed to be when you're going through the caves. But they only give you six experience points each. That's bullshit. <laughs> that is complete fucking garbage. So just grinding the caves suck. I hate it. All right, then. I won't play Fantasy Star Episode 1, then. <laughs> no, Episode 2 is where it's at. You do need to... You do probably need somebody to, like, help you boost up in level. So just see if someone... Now, fan- like, when you say Episode 2, that's not Fantasy Star Online 2, right? No. So, okay. Fantasy Star Actual uh, had four episodes. Um, the Dreamcast released Episode 1, and I think they might have also released Episode 2. I'm not 100% sure on that. But for the GameCube, okay. when they released the GameCube version, they released episode one and two. And then they released another epi- uh, another fantasy star called episode one and two plus, which is the stupid expensive one. It's like $120 complete in box. Um, then for the GameCube only, they released ep- star, uh, fantasy star episode three card revolution, which it's a card game. So... And it's it's weird. They try to do the Sonic Adventure. Why this game got my tr- triple triad in it? <laughs> it's it's not quite like that. I do want to eventually play it on stream just so that people get a taste for it or something. Um, but the way that it works is that there's a light side and a dark side. There's two different factions that are at war with each other. The light okay. side, their decks are all about equipment. So you have your own person. <clears throat> you have a set number of hit points. And then in order to attack, you have to equip uh, swords and guns and magic spells. And then to protect yourself, you put barriers up. So instead of, you know, you having your health bar, instead you have barriers and you can have layers of barriers on you up until a certain point. Because each character has a limit to how many swords and barriers that they can have on them. And then you just walk around based on your dice roll. And kill the enemy. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> On the dark side, they don't have any equipment. Instead, I think they have barriers, but instead they summon creatures. So you're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. So yeah. if I want to play uh, a, a creature card, I could play a creature card a certain sp- number of spaces away from me. And it could be anything from like a Booma, which is just a bear. To like this big old tyrant looking motherfucker. But again, everything has a cost. There's only so many creatures that you can have on the board at one time. Um, I'm a sucker for any type of card game. So I like it. Even if it's bad. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to say that the game is great. There is multiplayer. Uh, No. uh, Not today, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think the only other thing that I could say about it is that the the final boss fucking sucks on on either side. Like I only did hero mode, uh, final boss, but I can't imagine doing dark side boss. That shit is fucking <laughs> hell. Um, and then I, I made some purchases. So starting off, um, I just recently put in a purchase for an RGB modded American to Japanese N sixty four. 
the reason uh. why I did that is because I want, you know, I, I think that of all the consoles, one of the consoles that look the worst is the N64. Because in the United States, pretty rough. It's it's rough. In the United States, all we really get is composite. Uh, I think that there might be an S video option for the United States, but we don't have composite. Um, it's not natively RGB, and it looks really bad when you put it in HDMI mode or you try to convert it to HDMI. So I did two things. One, I got an RGB modded uh, N64 that converts to SCART. SCART has usually has really good RGB di- display. Then I bought a RetroTINK 2X RGB SCART converter to HDMI. So this thing is like a hundred bucks just for this little thing. And it's, it's, it's only input is SCART. Uh, the company that makes them just recently came out with a, uh, a composite S video and component uh, version for this. And that's like 130. Um, but I have a lot of SCART inputs that I've been meaning to use for some reason, like some of the parts that I bought for SCART just weren't working. So I got this, I got the modded and it's really cause I want to start getting decent footage of N64 games. So that's why I got okay. that. Um, I also, I think in the discord on Tuesday, I found out that Razer was running a promotion <sighs> On the Pantheon Evo sticks. And so... I talked myself out of this. You talked yourself I don't out need, of it? I don't need two fight sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I have two fight sticks. I don't need three fight sticks. Um, well, I saw it and it was a complete impulse buy. I'm just like, no. I, I need this to just sit in the corner. Because I don't play on stick. I play on hitbox, but I don't. I I just looked at it. I'm just like, no, no. I, I fuck. It's a hundred dollars. I think it's still going, and maybe yeah, when this that's releases a good deal, on Tuesday, but that's a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars that you didn't need to spend on it. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I could have <laughs> spent it. So you only bought it because Kenny Omega endorses it. <laughs> I didn't know that, but once I saw his beautiful fucking face, I'm like, yes, Kenny, I will buy your stick. Uh, so this is it. Uh, when it's I not first, a bad looking stick. no, it looks good. Uh, however, I am a little bit disappointed because this is not the Evo that I was expecting. Uh, the original Panthera that I saw has a compartment that just opens up, and you can mess with the the pieces and the artwork uh. and the the guts and the gear right then and there. Instead, with this new one, uh, the only compartment is for the cable. The cable. Which is a little yeah, bit annoying. Um, however, this is probably the best uh, box or little compartment. It looks pretty easy. Most of the time, the cables are barely fit in there. It's tight. Well, not only that, but like one for my fighting edge, my my hitbox, uh, I have to fight to get that compartment to close. For my wrap four, the compartment breaks off. For this, it's got a tension on here to keep it closed oh yeah that's cool it doesn't have an actual button no 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 it, it keeps it closed all on its own and it's it comes with like the little little wrap thing on it for the cable yeah. and i mean like you could still customize it you can there's a little screw at the bottom that you yeah. take off and you're able to do whatever the fuck I mean, you want with it 
But for a hundred bucks with free shipping, that's not bad. Yeah, all you got to do is sign up for their newsletter, and they take the shipping off. It's a hundred bucks flat. It's all Sanwa. Um, this I don't like stick, but this stick feels amazing. It's great. I think. Yeah, the, it does. I think the <laughs> only thing that I would uh, change on this is take out the box gate for an octo gate. Okay. And use that, and then keep the buttons. Yeah. So if you're looking for a really good stick. This is probably a good time to buy them before the new systems come out. Yeah, I think that that's what a lot of people are doing because since the PS5 is right on the horizon, they're trying to dump off anything that's PS4 exclusive. Uh, Speaking of which, um, that's not the only stick I bought this week. I have another (laughs) stick in the mail um, from Marvelous. I did the Marvelous CEO uh, hitbox variation. And it has the artwork from Sonic the Fighters. Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, the Sonic the Fighters artwork from Sketchcraft that he did for one of the, uh, I think it was episode, uh, issue three of the Mega Visions magazine. Yeah. And it looks dope as shit. I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait for that. Thing the, uh, the fight stick on Razor is still on sale. Yeah. So it's $111. But if you download, if you get up, if you sign up for the newsletter, you get $10 off. So it's like $101 with free shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Omega, it is very tempting to buy something Kenny Omega endorses. So Does, does Kenny Omega even stream fighting games? Uh, I don't know if he streams them, but he plays them. I, 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 would, I would subscribe to Twitch to see that. I mean, I'm subscribed to Austin Creed. Who the fuck is Austin Creed? Fucking, he's from New Day. Austin Creed's a huge video game player. I I, didn't, he, I don't know who he is. He hosts Up Up Down Down. I'll take your word for where it. He, up Up Down Down is where he gets like his wrestling buddies to come in and play fighting games with him. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but yeah, he's part of New Day, and he. Uh, I think he was at PAX East dressed up as Powder Toast Man from Rand Stimpy. <laughs> okay. He's fucking funny as shit. He plays a trombone. Nice. Anyway. Uh, I also bought a Marvelous stick, and the reason why I got that one is because it has a PCB in it. Uh, PCB is a converter for PS3, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox 360, PC. Pretty much, if it has a USB port, it'll play on it. So That's pretty dope. That was the reason why I pulled the trigger on that one, because... How much did that run you? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. It was someone needs to take your checkbook away, sir. Yes, I could not imagine you poor. If you were poor, <laughs> you'd be like, "I suck." You. You'd be like, I, su- "I suck your dick for a fight stick." I suck your dick. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why it was really important for me to get that certification because uh, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Go be a bookkeeper somewhere. But no, sell off your fight fight sticks to pay rent. Yeah. Uh. That's my week. That's about it. <laughs> well, I can't say anything. I spent $200 on anime this week. so I mean, but that's $200. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry that I'm the peasant that I am. <laughs> Look, the, not according to the people at Megavisions. They give you shit for being the rich boy. Which that's is, some bullshit which is that they fine to make canon in the stream. That heat. They need to know. They need to know that it's not me. 
Nah, that that <sighs> stick costs. That stick costs probably about the same price as the hitbox conversion that I got here, and my Hori Rap Four when it came out. Well, speaking of shit that we don't need the day it comes out, <laughs> let's move on into the news. We've got some news pertaining to the new Xbox Series X. We got some uh, Xbox. Microsoft reveals more Xbox Series X specs and confirms 12 teraflops of GPU. For people that don't know what the fuck a flop is, uh, besides the Monster Hunter movie that's going to be coming out in September. <laughs> One uh, twelve teraflops is like what was it? Twelve is it twelve million or billion? Trillion. Uh, Fuck me, right? Yeah. So (laughs) I had this argument. Me, I can make up words too, you know. (laughs) TJ and I had this argument with uh, Chris, and I don't exactly know if TJ was on my side, but we did. I think that we did a really good job explaining it to Chris because he was just like, "What the fuck is a teraflop?" And he was also fucking with (laughs) y'all. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't know, a teraflop is a unit of computing speed directly related to the graphical processor's performance, contrasted from the gigahertz, which means like processor clock speed and so on. Specifically, uh, it's it's the capability of a processor to cu- to calculate one trillion floating point operations per second. Saying that the Xbox Series X has twelve teraflops means that it is able to calculate 12 trillion floating point calculations per second. So in theory, we should expect faster machines and better graphics. Just all in all. That's all it means. Uh, and the system has 12 of them. Right. So. so to compare it, uh, because it is comparable now, the Xbox Series X is going to, at launch, be better than the graphical fidelity that you see in a RTX 2070 Super and just under the quality that you see in RTX 2080 Ti which is stupid in a video game console in a video game console that is not a PC that is not a PC and costs like it probably is going to cost less than that RTX 2070 Super like I think cannot about that. like with the with how inflation works and everything. I started thinking about it recently, and the way that the inflation has been working lately compared to what it was like back when, like Nintendo's were two hundred dollars when they came out. Yeah, like the inflation. Like I'm surprised these systems aren't going to be like eight hundred dollars. So the the price point was really something that um, publishers and uh, R and D was arguing over. Because I can see these consoles going for six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, if Easy. they wanted to make any kind of profit off of them, yes. Easy, but I mean, historically, Sony and Microsoft and even Nintendo sells their console at a deficit. You know, they lose yeah. money because they expect that money back from first-party uh, games. It's like a drug dealer; they give you the good <coughs> shit in the beginning for a good price. Because they want you to get hooked, right? I mean, they want you on it. Even for the most casual gamer, uh, I'm not going to use me as an example because Sony has my money a hundred times over. Uh, right? How many games does the most casual gamer have? They have not like us three, maybe. Like I picture maybe. my uncle. My uncle's like sixty something years old. He has a PS4. 
He's got three games. He's got his baseball game. He's got a shooting game. And then he has The Witcher 3 for the for the story that he probably will never finish. He'll yeah. never finish that because he's going to get lost in it and then just want to go back and play baseball. So he's got MLB The Show two, 2000, 2017. He's got... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even have the new ones. No, no, no. He, he, he buys one. And that's it. <laughs> it's all the same shit. <laughs> exactly. They just update the roster. That's it. I mean, I can't argue with him either. <laughs> uh, so he buys the one baseball game. He buys his one shooting game. So I think the shooting game that I bought him was like... Not even Call of Duty, was it? It, it was Call of Duty. I think I bought him Advanced Warfare. I think that's... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It was Call of Duty. It was, it was Battlefield 1. That's what I bought him because he likes the old ones. <laughs> Because he's he's an old fuck, and then I bought him The Witcher Three because I want him to like learn some but sort again, of. But you didn't culture. buy any of those. He or he didn't buy those. You bought. No, them. I bought him. But that's not the point that I'm making. Okay. Okay. Like well, most casual, he bought the PlayStation himself. I bought him the games. He probably like buys his daughter. It's a bad analogy. It went nowhere. I don't know what to tell you. Let's get the rails back onto the track. <laughs> Is that how you say it? No, the train back onto the track. The rails. Uh, besides the 12 teraflops, the Xbox Series X will also have variable rate shading. Yep. It's going to have hardware accelerated direct T. Oh, I'm sorry, direct X ray tracing. Yep. Quick resume for multiple games, and I think one of the big things which we were like, "What was smart delivery?" Yeah. Which means, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to read from it. Uh, the smart delivery is if you buy a game that can play on the Xbox X or the Xbox and the Xbox Series X, it's gonna you'll have both copies. Like you'll have both of them in the one game, and it will load up yes. whichever one so, it's supposed to load up. Smart delivery when you pay for a game, it gives you the right to both the Xbox One model and the Xbox Series X model. But I also think that that's dependent on the developer. Yes, it is. If so, the developer wants to go that route. Right. So CD Projekt Red, they were just like, you're going to get both, which is great. Yeah. Uh, it also is supporting uh, 4K at 120 frames per second. It has HDMI 2.1. And we do know that, that it has backwards compatibility up until the Xbox One. Xbox 360 is dependent on the emulation. So it's not hard confirmed that all of Xbox 360 will play. Uh, it could be coming in waves, but it's... It also said OG Xbox stuff, too. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not going to have that. I haven't seen many credible sources that reflect that. The, the sources that you sent me said it. <laughs> I remember them seeing Xbox 360. I don't remember seeing OG Xbox. It says, it says in one of these, I'm trying to find it, it says it goes back all the way to the original Xbox. Oh. Okay. For the well, for the backwards compatibility. There you go. The, Will my old games work? Microsoft says yes, going back as far as the original Xbox. So there you go. Good. Uh let's yeah, that's pretty good. If this thing does it has the power to do it. And uh also I believe it said in those versions with those those games they're going to be of course they're going to be all the upgrades we mentioned earlier. They're going to have that the Backwards compatibility games will have all that. Mm -hmm. uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up too. 
Oh, yeah. Here's a quote by Phil Spencer. It says, Xbox Series X delivers a true generational leap in processing and graphics power with cutting-edge techniques resulting in higher frame rates, larger, more sophisticated game worlds, and an immersive experience unlike anything seen in console gaming. Uh, I'm also trying to find another one where it talks about it's like the same how thing the he developers... said about the Xbox One. I mean, if you think about it, you could say that the same thing every time a new system comes out because it's like this one's better than the last one. Yeah, this one's better than the last one. Yeah, this one's better than the last one. Oh yeah, here it is. I think this is the one. Microsoft has previously revealed hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing and variable rate shading (VRS), and the company says it has patented its own form of VRS. Uh, this is another quote by Spencer. Rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, developers can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality. Uh, a, a lot of what they're saying based off of that um, is when you compare hardware-based ray tracing to software-based ray tracing. So um, NVIDIA has a decent explanation when they start talking about why the RTX um, is so advanced compared to, you know, the GTX and other cards that they had previously Mm -hmm. is because software-based ray tracing is... it, It requires more memory. It's slower. Right. So when you're trying to... When you're trying to push that graphical fidelity, um, a lot of its memory and processing is put on uh, drawing out that information from the software rather it being like put into the hardware itself. Uh, and it puts a strain on the system, doesn't right. it? Right. So what they're saying is that hardware-based ray tracing speeds up uh, the ray tracing itself by probably – 10 to 15 times faster, which will result in, you know, better frame rates, better graphical fidelity, you know, the same mumbo jumbo that they were saying earlier. (laughs) There's a lot, like, it's looking pretty promising, even down to the new, like, the controller. So uh, some sources are saying that it's going to be backwards compatible with older models, and it's going to be based on the current Xbox Elite wireless model which has the reworked D-pad and the share button. Hmm. And Microsoft has also worked on reducing the wireless lag between, you know, there's some lag that you could have, and they're reducing that. So if the system's going to have those Xbox Elite wireless, those things are fucking nice. Yeah, they are. With those. And uh, backwards compatibility with other systems, that's a little, like, I don't know. I don't know of the PlayStation doing that or, like, the current Xbox. Like, you can't take, like, an Xbox One controller and use it on a 360. Yeah, no. Nothing like that. Like, the PS5 is rumored to be able to go all the way back to PS1. You know, it's hard-confirmed PS4 and PlayStation VR. But, you know, it's there's been rumors that they'd be able to play PS1 games. Uh, But as far as, like, hardware moving over to other... Like, you can't use a PS4 four controller on a ps3 that's just not fucking happening yeah right uh uh that'd be cool but if you're like me yeah that would be cool but if you're like me uh you don't buy this i'm not like chris i don't just buy the system because i want to have it i buy the system if it has games that i want i mean i said a big reason why i'm buying the games uh, the systems day one was because I don't have the pro versions of either one. That's true. You've got some. You've got some credible backing to go with it. Uh, I was just trying to make a segue into the games. You don't have to chastise me. <laughs> <fucking price. laughs> 
Uh, anyway, if you're interested in games for the uh, not the PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series Six, we're saying we've been saying the name wrong the entire podcast. We have to say it right. The Xbox Sex. Yes. That's what we had to say. That's my fault. Uh, I started it. <laughs> uh, we have some games that are coming out. Uh, we have the Halo Infinite, which is expected to be a launch title. We also have a sequel to Hellblade, which is called Hellblade Sen- Senua's Sacrifice, uh, which is developed by Ninja Theory Studio. And uh, you also have all the Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. All the shit on that. So uh, things are looking pretty good for this system. I'm really genuinely like excited to see what's coming out of the I'll start calling it its real name, the Xbox Series X. <laughs> it has my respect a little bit. So <laughs> the Xbox One will always be the X Bone. Yes. So but um I'm excited to see what this what comes from this. Even though it's just a big ass big black box that's just like that that thing's not gonna be able to fit on many shelves, right? <laughs> I I don't know. I hope that it can go on its side. It doesn't look like it can because it's got the vents on top. Yeah. I don't know, you might maybe uh you you'd have to. I think it's still either way, it looks fucking weird. Like it just looks like a big ass brick with you've a You've seen how front. my setup at home is. So yeah. one, it has to go on the top shelf of the entertainment system. Of course, yeah. Uh, two, that thing might like obstruct the view of my television because I've got it. Yeah, I've don't got, put it in front of the TV sensors. You won't be able to turn your TV on. Yeah, off. like that. I like I have a seventy-inch television, and like the distance between where the bottom, the, bo- the top yeah. of my entertainment system, till where the bottom of the television screen comes in, like. That'd be fucking annoying. I imagine I'd probably have to put down some cardboard at the bottom and just put that bitch on the floor. Well, shit, you can, you've can. you never seen my, all of my office, but all of my like my printer and my actual PC, I've got them on milk crates because I don't <laughs> like having... Yeah, dude, I don't like having computers on the floor at all because mm-hmm. it sucks up so much dust. Yeah. So this uh, if I end up getting one, this one might get its own milk crate. So <laughs> I'll try and find a green one. So there we go. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's some good video game news. We have some not so great video game news coming up, though. Yeah. So about it's been a few days, but about three, four days ago as of Sunday. So it's been about a week. Um, we've seen EA. We've seen Sony, Facebook, Microsoft, Epic Games. All of them have started dropping out of GDC. Um, yeah. citing safety concerns regarding the coronavirus. It's something that we've been talking about probably for the last th- three, four weeks. Something like that, yeah. Um, well, as a result, officials from the Game Developers Conference have confirmed that the show is canceled for now. After major, many major game publishers abandoned plans to attend the show as worries over the spread of the coronavirus mount, the GDC has been forced to postpone the show until later this summer. In uh, quote... After close consultation with our partners in the game industry and community around the world, the organization behind the event writes on their official website, we made the difficult decision to postpone the Game Developers Conference this March. Uh, The statement adds that we fully intend to host a GDC later this summer. We'll be working with our partners to finalize the details and share more information about our plans in the coming weeks. Other parts of the game industry has been affected as well, too. CCP has canceled EFAN... Uh, E-FanFest 2020, major CSGO tournament IEM uh, Katowice uh, is going on without an audience. 
Games like Path to Ex- uh, Path of Exile 2 are facing delays, as many Asian developers are advised not to come into the office. Of course, the greatest concerns for uh, are for health of individuals, so it's good to see that the indust- industry is prioritizing uh, health over sticking to existing plans. Uh, this is... It's also coming to the United States. The uh, the government has announced that it's like seventy five reported cases. Well, yeah. Now that we've jumped up to seventy five, I think they even jumped up to past eighty. Um, yeah, I don't think there's been any fatalities though. One. Is it one? I think that there okay. is one confirmed U.S. US uh, fatality. However, uh, he was. It was that lady that fell at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> got my ankles (laughs) uh no they said that the individual was like 55 years old already had a compromised immune system i think that the individual may have had cancer so that is a huge variable considering yeah um however i mean i think i I think it's a smart move like large conventions like this are accessible for diseases which is why i'm kind of worried about chris going to pax east like that's where he's I mean, at right he, now. The deed is done. Yeah, like so. <laughs> we may not have a boss in the next week or so. Uh, he doesn't pay me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. But yeah, no. the The government has already planned. Like they're saying, get ready to telework because it's coming. They said, stock I, up on supplies. We're getting masks. This is Akira. Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. What makes me mad is I don't remember who originally posted it, but they were just like, "There's a lot of alleg- uh, comparisons to draw from the coronavirus into Akira." Yep. Granted, I think Akira takes place in 2019. Semantics, but uh, during the Tokyo uh, Olympics, after World War Three. Oh, okay. World War Three had happened already in Akira, so uh, I get it. Yeah, like let's make sure people are safe and that's good like that's actually surprising to see shit in china do that but i want rig fit adventure (laughs) (laughs) i can't get it and it's pissing me off like i called like this thing so rig fit like that i i I don't mean to it makes sense okay it's because of coronavirus all that shit the uh, ring fit adventure got a very limited first run it became like hugely popular like it was a huge thing, and also the coronavirus has shut down any of the manufacturing plants in overseas that would make more of these. So now these motherfuckers have realized this, and now motherfuckers are putting them on eBay for like a hundred. They MSR MSRP around eighty dollars. They're putting them on there for like a hundred and fifty bucks, and I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. Like I just, it's a workout game. I just want to work out. Like I don't, I don't want to spend so much to go to a fucking gym. So the thing is, I called the GameStop Tuesday night or Tuesday, and they're like, yeah, we got one. I was like, cool. My wife's going to come up there and get it after work. And I text her, and she goes, I got to clean the office tonight, so is it okay if I go tomorrow? I was like, sure. She goes tomorrow, and they had sold the last copy the night before. And I was like, god damn it. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, uh, it's the worst. I have the worst fucking life ever. I should probably just kill myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> God won't take me. <laughs> <laughs> he tried on the plane. <laughs> uh, but in serious note, this is a good thing. This is a good fucking hum- human thing that big companies are doing. They're like, you know, don't get this. I mean, 
it's a form of SARS. We've had SARS outbreaks before, and we need to take preventative action. It's not even shit, like a so. form of SARS. Like, I'll, I'll talk about this. Uh, one thing that really bothers me anytime that we have some stupid shit like this is that my family will send me like Facebook messages of <sighs> these these super sleuths. Like they they know that the government's trying to kill us. They know that the government is behind things like the changing of the weather and like these super bugs that come oh, out. Oh, the weather balloons that change the weather. <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking chemtrails and shit like that. I, I always get shit. These are supposed to be like intelligent people. Okay, um, I know that I don't really. I'd say that my family is a bunch of fucking idiots, and I honestly don't think I'm far off, all things considering, because they <laughs> married into intelligence and value. Um, I mean, the aunt that sent me the video today uh, that thinks that, you know, Lysol is the fucking cure to the, the human coronavirus. Oh, I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. The coronavirus is the point one that makes it. <laughs> um. Lysol, because they can't legally say Lysol kills 100% of everything. So they have well, to say 99.9%. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, there was this video of this guy. He was in a supermarket, and he's oh, talking no. about the coronavirus, and he grabs a package, a container of Lysol wipes, and it says kills 99.9% of all bacteria. And he flips it to the back, and he's just like, I want you all to see something. And he points down to like the list of bacteria that it kills. And one of the items on there is the human coronavirus. So this guy starts going off on this uh, incoherent tangent on how the government knew ahead of time. They already had the cure and it's in fucking Lysol. And they're out to get us to call the how how the many mar- how many of the marijuana cigarettes did this man take? <laughs> I don't know, but my my aunt sent this to me, and she's just like, "Look at this! Look at what your government's doing!" And I'm just like, first off, bitch, it's your government too. <laughs> I work for these motherfuckers, and secondly, I know how they operate. They ain't that smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when my aunt I do their finances. So <laughs> it's when my uncle told me about like the uh the conspiracy theory on the Twin Towers and it's just like they were they were so organized and blah 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 how they were able to like take out our own people just to force us to a war. And I'm sitting there I'm like, you know, I stood in formation for 4 hours because they couldn't get a fucking lance corporal to clean his room. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think these people are it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think we're giving him too much credit. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're pl- trying to play like fucking forty chess with a dude that barely learned checkers. Like I don't. I don't know what now, to fucking tell. Granted, you. do I think there's some kind of super secret fucking Illuminati? I don't fucking know. But that is uh, the internet is simultaneously the best and worst thing that's ever Here, happened. Here's what I'm society. saying. With this, okay, the human coronavirus is common. The human coronavirus is common. This is a variation of the human coronavirus that we have never it evolved. Uh, encountered before, which is the reason why it has the code name COVID-19. Uh, I don't know. Because we've seen it. Well, I don't know if it's because it was discovered in 2019 or if it's the 19th variation, but we've seen the human coronavirus before. It's the fucking cold. Like, yeah, that's all it is. Motherfuckers are dying from the cold. And it, this is the shit that we've talked about, not necessarily on this podcast, but like people in the science realm, they keep on telling you, hey, 
Be careful of those fucking antibiotics that you're pumping everybody with because the diseases that you get are going to become resistant and they're going to evolve and then we're all going to fucking die. And so here we are and everyone thinks that the government is intelligent enough to get you, at least the United States government. Like, I know that we're really strong in the military, but you got to see the motherfuckers that they put in charge. I mean, (laughs) I don't even have a fucking degree. And I'm dealing with billions of dollars every single fucking day. So put that into perspective, motherfuckers. <laughs> he just bought two fights. <laughs> How do you think my finances are, are set up? Oh, man, that's crazy. Oh, Again, two people are like, ah, it's, it's I mean, at the end of the day, it's natural selection. Getting the, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's young, healthy people that are dying. But no, all you got to do is wash your ass. Like, that's all they say. Wash your hands. Is that what it is? Wash your face. <laughs> wash your ass. You'll be fine. Oh, you made the normal things you should be doing? Right. Right. I'm sorry. If you take a shit and you don't wash your hands, I don't want to know you. <laughs> I've seen people I work with not wash their hands after they take a leak. That's arguable. Like, you could be like, because I wash my hands every time. I think it's fucking gross. But you could argue, be like, oh, well, my dick's clean. It's in my pants all day. I'm not doing anything with it. But you poop, and everyone's on their phone when they poop. <laughs> and your phone has poop on it. Your phone has poop. If you don't have a covered toothbrush, your toothbrush has poop on it. Your Everything's got poop on it. That's why I say if you have a toothbrush where you don't change the head out or if you just have a regular toothbrush, either boil that bitch every month or get you a new toothbrush every month. <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to get a new one. They recommend at yeah. least every three months get a new toothbrush. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're doing it by that, still boil it every month to clean off all the doo-doo. Don't rub it on your eye. That's how you get pink eye. Don't do that. You know that's how you get pink eye, right? Well, I know that's how you get pink eye, but I'm just trying to draw the correlation of where you like. So I know that you're not sticking the toothbrush in your ass, but like the steps no, in between you, you sh- to get the doo doo from your asshole to the toothbrush. So do you you do know that when you sit on a toilet, it doesn't fucking vacuum seal around your fat ass, right? Yeah. But how does it get on my toothbrush? You know how you smell shit? Yeah. You smell shit because there's shit particles in the air. Okay. That shit lands on your toothbrush when you go doo doo. Okay, so in my house I have a door that separates my toilet. And four fight sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot who I was talking to. In the real people's houses. Anyway, wash your hands and your ass and you won't get corona. <laughs> uh, what's the next one? Uh, oh, it's more Xbox shit. We're talking about more Phil Spencer yeah. stuff. Phil Spencer talks about the future of Xbox and consoles. Uh, yeah. This was actually it's on a podcast. Yeah, that podcast is actually really good. I'm going to start following them. Uh, we should plug it. What's their name? Uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, the Xbox okay. Kingpin recently <laughs> sat down with Insomniac Games CEO Ted Price for an hour-long session on the AIAS Game Maker's Notebook to discuss what lies ahead for Microsoft and Project xCloud. Um, you, y'all should go listen to that episode. I'm going to leave a link in the description. I, I haven't listened to it yet. I, I'll probably it's, listen to it. It's that. really interesting. I want to see more of the shit that they do. 
But anyway, a major topic that's often brought up is whether the industry will move away from home consoles and invest into the cloud. Uh, Mr. Spencer says, I hope not. I think that I'm going to have a game console plugged into my television for the next decade plus. Uh, I think the best way to, for me to play on my television is going to have a device that downloads the games I want to play. But sometimes I'm not going to be able to be in front of my television. Sometimes I'm not going to be in front of a device that can natively play the games that I want to play. Uh, so that's why we bet on the cloud. Microsoft, Google, PlayStation, and NVIDIA, and the rest of the competitors moving towards game streaming services have still a lot to learn for what it comes with monetization and input, according to Spencer. But his hope is that uh, they will encourage game developers to be more creative with their games in the future. Once you get through the pragmatics of making a game playable on multiple screen sizes, then you get the promise. You start talking about, well, wait a minute. Now, if my game is just isn't dependent on one piece of hardware that someone maybe bought five years ago in a home, but is actually something that can uh, we can put on a large cloud computer, uh, how can we mitigate that creative experience developers want to deliver? This is a really hard contrast from what Ubisoft's East Kyomo believes that gaming hardware is in its twilight years. He says that I think that we'll see another generation, but there's a good chance that step by step, we'll see less and less hardware. With time, I think that streaming will become more accessible to many players and not make it as necessary to have big hardware at the home. There'll be one more console generation, and then after that, we'll be streaming. All of us will be streaming. Uh, video game industry analyst Matt Piscalia says the following. In the 2020s, it'll be more about ecosystems, not platforms. And by the end of the decade, I doubt any company will tie its content exclusively to one device. Adding rather than a console to exclusivity, we're going to see ecosystem exclusives, which is a more positive thing in the long run as players will be able to consume more content without relying on specific hardware. I think that's the word that Scotty always forgets whenever he's trying to explain something. Ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Like, because we've grown up all of our lives knowing, like, you know, every, what, two to five years, like, it's a new console war. It's a new console war. New consoles coming out. Let's see what the new consoles. If we get to the point where there are no more, that's, it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be more weird for us than it's going to be for younger gamers. What I foresee is that the, I honestly think that consoles are going to die away. Yes, um, I, I honestly think so as well. Whether it happens at the end of PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 6 or whatever console generation that we get to, um, I believe that not only are we going to lose the consoles, but the uh, level of influence that platforms like Microsoft and Sony have are going to be reduced. Because if you remove the platform, then what else do you have? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Sony built up their first and second party developers. Microsoft, within the last two years, have also been doing the same. And that could be as a result of like, hey, this isn't going to last forever. We need to be able to evolve because, you know, I I think that the dude from Ubisoft is right. You know, mm -hmm. this could be the end. Well, let's be honest. Let's take the three head honchos. Mm -hmm. Let's take Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. Let's take their brand out of the games. Let's just take their names off of everything. Sure. Out of those three, if you were to show me games by all of those, I could look at Nintendo games and know that those are Nintendo games right away. But when it comes to Microsoft and Sony, they're so similar that if you just took the branding and everything off of them, I couldn't tell you what system they were on. I can agree with that. Um, you, you might be able to like pinpoint 
certain quirks that a development studio will have. Like, right, you know right. when Suda51 makes a game. You know when Platinum... Yeah, or Insomniac or something like that. Right. You can identify their brushstrokes in a sense, you know? It's just like, okay, yeah, this right. this is an Insomniac game. You can definitely but tell Nintendo's with Ubisoft like... because every single fucking Ubisoft <laughs> game that ever has come out is the exact same fucking thing. Uh, Starlink's different! Starlink's different. I would say that if there's any real difference, it's that fucking uh, Mario and Rabbit's crossover. Because Starlink... Yeah. Oh, the XCOM Star- yeah. uh, Mario First game? off, that game is amazing. Secondly, it's Starlink still has the same like map bullshit where it's just like, what do you do in a fucking Ubisoft game? I don't know. Look at your map and just start checking off little points on there. You'll figure it out. Shut your mouth. Huh? Shut your oh, sh- mouth. shut my mouth? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not an Ubisoft boy. Jesus Christ, let's not start that fucking rumor. Uh, He's rich, he has five houses, and he likes Ubisoft. uh, That's a lie. No, that's the lie they're going to say about me. Oh. Because they're already starting rumors that I have 15 wings in my house. (laughs) You do have 15 R-wings. I have no wings! How many many R-wings do you have? No, no, not our wings. Wings in my house. You know, like a set. Like this is the West Wing of my house. Oh, the yeah, North no, wing. I, I care about video games. Come on, man. I know you got a TBI, but you got to keep up with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, as as far as cloud gaming, like it's it is what it is. Um, it's the future. We've we've already we've unlocked Pandora's box when they released the. Not just this, not just Stadia, but they've been doing like streaming services since Gen Seven. I remember yeah. that there was this uh, a buddy of mine. It it wasn't mainstream or anything like that, and it wasn't anything like super special. But he was playing Batman: Arkham Asylum on this small little black box, and he was streaming it. Now the gra the, it was coming in at like 720 maybe <laughs> yeah it wasn't great it was like black and white it wasn't like outputting any but it's the fact that but it was streaming since it was happening and i saw that i'm like that's that's pretty cool that's interesting like it yeah and then it just evolves from there to the point where we now have stadia which is a flop uh, but we also have Project <laughs> X Cloud, a, a which <laughs> is looking like it's good. I've signed up for Project X Cloud. It's in beta right now. I'm waiting on my uh, my acceptance letter, so to say. X, it's X-Cloud. it's open for everyone. I, I was waiting for you to do that. Uh, do it every time. You can't be in the beta if you don't do it. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna make sure that's on the application. <laughs> <laughs> do you do an X with your arms every time you hear the word X Cloud? <laughs> um. But, I mean, it's not happening not just in video games. It's happening in everything, movies. And and that's the thing. Like, you'll have the main platforms. You'll have your Hulu. You'll have your Netflix, which will probably be like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo Mm -hmm. uh, if Nintendo jumps into the streaming service thing. But we're going to see more individual subscriptions, I think. Like, oh, you want to play EA games? Everything goes through Origin. $25 a month. And at that point... Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to keep up with that because oh, no, you you're it's gonna definitely test your loyalties to developers. And yeah, shit if they go if they go the de- if they don't go so nitty gritty as to having developers apps. Now, if they stick with like Nintendo and like the big boy ones mm-hmm. and anyone that works underneath those systems, you get stuff by them. That's a little bit more manageable. I think we could manage like seventy five dollars a month 
over four hundred dollars could you know i like platinum i like rare i like all these developers that i love i gotta pay a certain amount of money just to play their games every month uh or they go the steam route and it's just like they'll there'll be multiple storefronts that you have to buy the games from and you I have physical to go away you have a hundred different apps for each each developer oh, each major de- each major publisher that's out there I still want physical games. Fucking limited runs going to be making bank then. <laughs> if they're able to keep putting games on physical cartridges. If they're the only ones that do it, like how much longer can they do it if there's no physical hardware to put the software in? You know what I mean? Like They would have to actually create their own fucking hardware for it too. At that point, you're making your own console. You know what I mean? I guess. So yeah. it's like. Well, I mean, it's easy to pull a game. Like if you're able, yeah. Like if the games are just always streaming, is, you never fully own them. Yeah. If there is no physical hardware to put in your physical disc or your chip, what's that the point? might be the point where I might stop playing video games? Then really, you wouldn't. Like, you wouldn't move on to dealing with digital. I th- think about it. I would still deal with digital, but if I there was no way for me to actually own the game, I don't think. I'd be down for it. I don't know. I'd just be stuck in my old days with all my old consoles. I don't. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, you own a PC. It's yeah. I guess that's true. You know, you have a PC. All your games on the PC, you don't have physical for, or maybe very few. I don't know if you still have those big box ones. But I mean, if I go on your Switch, how many digital only games are going to be on there? First of all, I don't know why you're attacking me. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not like you specifically, because I know that on here, on on this little bitch over here, at least a third is digital only, and a large part yeah, of that is because it only came. You want to look at my? You want to look at my browser history too? It's, no, it's not the <laughs> point that I'm making. But no, I understand. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'd still play video games, but it would just be a bummer. Yeah, no, no, that's that's what I got on it. I mean, that's where we're going. That's exactly where we're going. You know, it it was interesting back in the mid 2000s when I was living in Long Island. uh, I found this fan video. Uh, I don't like maybe like the early days of YouTube or some stupid. uh, No, it was like e bombs or some shit like that. Oh, E-Bombs World, yeah. Uh, Newgrounds. Or Wimp.com. Wimp.com also had a, uh, a little video portal bullshit. And it's that was where I discovered speedrunning, but that's not the point that I'm making. Um, they had a fake trailer for the PlayStation 9, and it was just an overlay on a contact, and you put the contact in, and like the entire world around you becomes the game. And it would just download that data into whatever processor that you either had attached to your head or inside your head or whatever. And I'm just like thinking to myself, that that doesn't seem so far fetched anymore. No, I've already said it. Like the minute I'm able to like economically pay for like getting Android parts put in my body, I'm fucking doing it. I've been taking care of this body like I was going to get another one. So. <laughs> uh, if I could just download my consciousness onto the mainframe, into the grid. Yeah. I can't over. take credit for that joke. That's a Louis C.K. joke. Oh, wow. so. uh, it was good. I believed you. I thought it was yours. Uh, I can't take credit for it because there's going to be that one person be like, you motherfucker. 
But yeah, man. It's like a robot Nixon from Futurama. <laughs> Just a head. Nixon's back. Just a head. <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right. So the last thing we got on our docket is uh, let's see. Uh, that one's not working, right? Mm, let's see. Gog has released. Gog has updated for people that don't know uh, what Gog is. God. Gog is what is it, Chris? Gog is CD Projekt Red's storefront called Good Old Games. There you go. Good Old Games. You're welcome. I got it mixed up with Green Back or Green uh, Man Gaming. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. Uh, but Gog has updated their refund policy. And let's run through the little uh, note that they put on their website real quick. Everyone at GOG believes in a gamer's first approach. It means that every part of the store is designed with gamers in mind and your purchase safety and satisfaction comes first for us. The latest update to our voluntary refund policy adds another piece to the customer-friendly experience. And it all sums up in one sentence. Starting now, you can get a full refund up to 30 days after purchasing a product, even if you downloaded it, launched it, and played it. That's it. Uh, people have been not so great with the uh, feedback on it as we jump what over kind to some of, people? of our Twitch. Stuff. What kind of people? Just uh, Well, it looks to be uh, developers. Yeah. Developers are like, this is... Uh, so we have one... I mean, I'm not going to... He put a tweet out. So Mike Rose at Rave of Ravendale... Uh, he says, something I will say about this GOG refund policy change, users being allowed to refund their games after 30 days, is that GOG did not tell devs before they did it, which is pretty shitty regardless of whether you think of, think it's a good idea or not. I've looked through my email and seen that they haven't said anything else about it. They never said anything about it. So, uh, Lots of developers are saying this is garbage. Uh, 48 hours is enough time. The, the two hours of game time is more than enough for you to decide on if you like a game or not uh a boo who boo who <laughs> like if we look over at nintendo i mean you can look at nintendo which says fucking you bought it that's it no refunds on you is what their cancellation policy says on their website steam gives you what they give you the two hours or 14 days i thought it was more than two hours but i've seen people get away with four or five hours and returning it yeah i'm trying to see it on i'm looking at their website right now i could have swore i saw something about it but uh yeah and uh i thought we had another one but oh here we go the standard 14 day slash two hour refund period for on pre-purchase titles so that's the standard for steam uh i mean there are concerns there are concerns because gog has come out and said that uh, in some of their update, like they have questions for their update, and uh, one of them says, uh, "How often can how often can I refund my games? Is there some sort of limit?" Uh, Gog responded with, "We trust that you're making informed purchasing decisions, and will use this updated voluntary refund policy only if something doesn't work as you expected." Bullshit, but uh, not bullshit on them. Bullshit that people aren't going to try and abuse this system. Uh, this is why there are no limits, but instead we reserve the right to refuse refunds in individual cases. Uh, that's the key for, uh, sentence I wanted to bring up right there, because a lot of people on Twitter are like, there's no limit, so people are going to abuse the shit out of this. It's not like this is an automated service that's being ran by like you know how YouTube has their crazy algorithm robots. Uh, it's actually being monitored by people that work for GOG, and they can at any time be like, no, nope, you're good. We looked at your track record. 
and you're refunding too many games or all that stuff. So, uh, but I can understand developers are upset about it because you know people get 30 days. A lot of people are arguing that 30 days is more than enough time to beat a game, and then just say I want a refund because I'm done with it. Right. Um, which is what I wanted to chime in on. I mean, 30 days is insane. Like I, That's a lot. I think 14 days is a lot. Like you could clear a 40 hour game within a week. Uh, especially yeah. if like you, you just power through it. Like I can clear a 40 hour game in two days. So it's, it's ambitious. Uh, and <laughs> I think that what it really comes down to is how they go about implementing this. Um, yeah. I think I'm that curious that's to see what happens. The biggest thing I think that what it'll do is it'll slow down their uh, refund policy or they'll, their their process processing refunds. Because um, it's like, hey, I bought Baldur's Gate for example, like OG Baldur's Gate. It's a long ass game. Okay, uh, you know I had it for three weeks and i've put 45 hours into the game but i want a refund if i was mr gog i'd be like no you played that motherfucking game you're good uh if it doesn't take 45 hours to realize you don't like right a game. um if i bought the witcher or if i bought you know just just anything but i hadn't yeah. touched it for three weeks. That's a different story. I think that's a different story. But even then, like, you bought something brand new. Maybe on release For full day, price. Full price. And you waited three weeks to play it. Now, yeah, they're, like that's different from me going to the Steam sale, buying a bunch of shit, and then not touching mm-hmm. it forever. Those aren't brand new games that I'm trying to play right away. Right. It's like me when Monster Hunter came out day one. I bought it full price. I could have played it for 29 days and been like, you know what? Maybe it's not for me. Like, that's weird. It's, I'm not going to talk shit on the policy. I want to see how it'll play out for them. Because I'm just happy to see a pretty competent policy. <laughs> well, here's what I think the backlash is going to be. I think a lot of developers are going to start pulling out from GOG because of this. Not necessarily might, big name yeah. developers. I don't necessarily think yeah. big name developers are going to uh, to pull out. But indie developers, smaller smaller developers, mm-hmm. smaller publishers, they're going to look at that and be like, mm, not until we see it in practice. Unless they, unless GOG is also able to add something else to it to be like, maybe there will be a certain number on that. But even then, if it's like based off of an email or an account, mm-hmm. you could just make multiple accounts. Yeah. So I understand it on both sides. This is one of those where I don't think I'm going to take a side right away. I have to see how the process is implemented itself. Yeah. So I get it too. Like a lot of these, some of the arguments on here are a little goofy, but uh, no, we'll see. I mean, if you, cause people's argument are, well, stores give you 30 days to bring a game back. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, yeah but you brand give new the game back. Yeah. And it's also physical. And you, even if you give it to him, you no longer have it. Here, you could be like, oh, I don't have it. You could take the game file. Like, you could buy it, download the game, make a copy of the game files, put it somewhere on your PC, and then return the game and be like, oh, I didn't really like it. Even if it's a day later, get your money back, and now you have the game still because it's on your PC. So that's concerning as well, unless they have some kind of lock on it, which I don't know how the fuck they would do that. 
or if they could do that legally. So it's it's a bold statement. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it's a dumpster fire or they become geniuses of their craft. So, yep. All right, that's all we got for the news. That's it for news. Let's some, uh, let's go to questions. We got some, we got some questions. So, uh, first one, the uh, this thing fucking pisses me off. Mister Haru uh, simply says <laughs> thoughts on this, and it is pointing back to Koei Tecmo deceiving and scamming. Uh, it's player base who play dead or alive. Uh, I don't know if you've. Oh, you got a, Have you? You got an article on that? Send that. Yeah, uh, I got you. I mean, it's in questions, I but I got the, you right now. Yeah, I can't pull questions up because of the recording. It's fine. Um, so, Go ahead. Koei Tecmo. Uh, this is coming off of Free Step Dodge. I think Free Step Dodge is a dedicated uh, dead or alive uh, news site, forum, fan site, whatever. Um, gotcha. But. I'm just going to read directly off of what uh, Death of a Ninja posted on Wednesday. It says, It's time for the Dead or Alive community to bear arms against Koei Tecmo for the absurd implementation of leasing hair colors through exchange of real money through the currency of premium tickets exclusively on the PlayStation 4 console. As it stands, thousands of people have expressed their disdain for the hair renting feature with very little care of concern from Koei Tecmo. Uh, today we have received an extremely deceitful ticket response to a customer from Koei Tecmo Games, and it appears that KT does not give one fuck, I varied that up, uh, about <laughs> the feedback that they have received. If you decide to continue reading the story, you will be disturbed. You will see Koei Tecmo for who they really are. You might even cry. Uh... For this particular situation, do not blame Team Ninja or Master. With the proof that we have now, this is definitely the doing of the bigwigs at Koei Tecmo. Uh, and their response was to undermine the customer's intelligence and play stupid with the, with the situation, assuming that the fans will eventually shut up and take it, as they always do. They have even gave a customer a deadline on how much longer they can complain about the ticket situation before this player's feedback would be completely shut down. Since this issue has yet to be reported to the mainstream press, Koei Tecmo is actually bullying and deceiving the people that support this game and seeing them as only a number and not one of their fighters. Uh, this looks like a either a Facebook post or a like like a customer post on their website. It says, "Dear customer, thank you for your inquiry. It is a specification." Uh, it is a specification of this feature that a premium ticket is used every time you change hairstyles, and it is not a bug. Please note that even if you change back to the same hair color again, another ticket will be used. We would appreciate your understanding. However, we will share your report with the relevant department. At this stage, we would like to close our correspondence for your inquiry. Please note that you will be unable to post on this page for one month from today. For further inquiries, please post comments on this page within one month uh, or contact us by the following contact forum. Uh, that is what the fuck? insane. <laughs> what do you – first of all, there's lots of things to break down here. This should have been a news story. This wasn't a question. This should have been news. I didn't put it in news because it was a question, but I knew that this right. was going to be something big anyway. Let's get it out of the way first. That's fucking shitty. Koei Tecmo's a piece of oh, shit. Oh, 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 no. yeah, yeah, no, no. First, anyway, back to it. The in this 
ticket, I guess is what this is. Uh, even my first concern is e- for using the ticket when you switch hairstyles. That's concerning because you should be able to use a ticket to buy the hairstyle. And then you shouldn't have a be penalized to switch back and forth between hairstyles that you've used tickets for already. That's dirty as shit. And then to say, hey, shut your fucking mouth. You're not going to be able to say anything for another month? Go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Um, That's dirty, dude. Something like this. I don't know if anything like this has ever hit a fighting game. Like, I've heard, like, some bullshit in, like, first-person shooters. Like, like with Destiny. Destiny. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Activision was pulling some stupid shit. But to see this in a fighting game is incredulous. Unless you're Koei Tecmo, because I can totally see this coming from them. What other company charges $92 for a season pass. Oh yeah, I forgot you looked that up a couple weeks what ago. What <laughs> other companies sells a season pass, a 1-year season pass for $92? Think about People that. that uh, co- Your game a is not sees- even considered a top-tier fighting game within the FGC. No. You're a side event. You're you you're people play your game for ass and titties that's the only reason why they play dead or alive okay like no one cares it's it's sad to say because dead or alive used to be like one of the cornerstone 3d fighting games and now no one gives a shit about you but i mean even on this tweet it doesn't even say like it tells you about the premium tickets and how they're available on playstation 4 what the premium tickets can do but it doesn't say that uh that's so shady and fucking dirty Ugh. Uh, also it's a company that doesn't have a huge player base anymore so they're gonna milk them for the dedicated fans just like with fallout i mean the thing that koei tecmo cares about and this is this is just my opinion i could be wrong someone can jump in uh koei tecmo only cares about like two different things they're musa games Mm-hmm. and Neo. And the only reason why they care about Neo is because their fucking CEO or one of their higher-ups are the ones that made that fucking game because they wanted yeah. to create a and Souls And it's their game. Dark Souls. It's, it's, yeah. It's their Dark Souls, and it's successful. It's the only reason why. Dead or well, Alive? I just feel dirty now after reading that. that. That is some fucking bullshit. I don't think they'll stop. No. Nope, I don't think they'll stop. They'll keep going. They'll keep milking it as much as they can. And the thing is, it boils down to people still buy this shit. People are paying the ninety two dollars for. I don't know a lot of people that bought that. It doesn't matter if one person did. That was still money in their pocket. I guess, like, like I know a lot more people that bought Dead or Alive so they can pull assets to make these S uh, the (laughs) SWF videos on Pornhub. So that they can have their fucking Marie Rose and Akane porn. Like, mm-hmm. not for to actually play the game. I think I'm the only no, person. You just need those. You need those assets. Yes. <laughs> the, the assets. Them assets. That's though. insane. That, That's insane. That raises but my not blood completely pressure. completely unbelievable. 
Ah, oh, fuck. Imagine, just imagine Arc System Works. Imagine, like... Oh. Imagine Smash doing this. It's... <laughs> He's dumbfounded. Later. NRS. <laughs> fucking Namco. Capcom. Oh, fucking... I could see Capcom pulling a stupid stunt and then backtracking really hard. But for the audacity of that KT representative to be like, nah, son, it's not a glitch. It's a feature. And uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So we're not going to talk about this. And you're not going to talk about it to anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Woo! Fucking Christ, nuts. Man. Fuck that. That's great. That's that's a that's a first. That's that's a question that should have been a news uh, news story. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Scotty came in with his uh, his five questions. Fuck that. Fuck that. As usual. (laughs) Uh, Starting with number one, Knuckles has chaotix. Tails has his own adventure. So what do we need next? Next, the Weasel's own game or Fang the Sniper, whomever, whoever, whatever it would be. He's a bounty hunter. Go with it. Give me your elevator pitch. I guess, does it have to be Sonic? I think he's alluding to it being Sonic, but if you don't have a Sonic character, you know, give just give me anything. Give me any side character to have his own game. Any side? Uh, I could see like a a side like Falco. Falco could have his own game. <laughs> okay. In the Sonic world, I don't know Sonic world. Uh, is there has there been like a dedicated Doctor Robotnik game besides Mean Bean Machine? No, I don't think so. You could do that. You could do that about Doctor Robotnik. I would say either Doctor Robotnik or Amy Rose. Like, yeah, Shadow got his game. <sighs> it's a video game that exists. Yeah, that's that's a game. That is you a, do a game. Rouge game. Uh, on what? Like, what would be what would be the basis of it? She's some kind of treasure hunter. She's Nathan Drake, but just Rouge, isn't it? <laughs> like, it's all the same thing, but it's just Rouge the Bat no, so it's, it's, instead it's, of Nathan it's Drake. It's Uncharted 2, but it's just like... Oh, it's Uncharted 2, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just Rouge, Rouge's frame in place of Nathan Drake. Don't change the voice. <laughs> Keep it... <laughs> Keep it. I've no, it's got uh, no. You, it's just Rouge and, and everything. Instead of like all the aside, like Sully and all the other characters are the same. Yep. It's just Rouge instead of Nathan yep. Drake. I'm not helping my fact of what Scotty <laughs> called me earlier. Like he was like, "So you're a furry?" And I'm like, I'm "Not a furry." Like I grew up on a weird fucking like I grew up with a lot of cartoons with weird anthropomorphic animals, and some of them were hot, and it's corrupted an entire generation. <laughs> That's something I've always been like curious about. Who was the first furry? The first furry, yeah, like, like the, the first. first furry. So you're not talking about like the first person that openly said, oh, "I'm a furry." You mean like the first thing that sparked those like, t- like those weird feelings? Like who? Who was the first person that sat there and was just like, "I want to get up in a fox outfit and fuck someone." In yeah, a, in so another I've animal's looked into outfit. it because furries used to fucking disgust me, but I've also realized that there's different tiers of furries, and like being a furry doesn't automatically mean you like to fuck with the suits on. Like sometimes you just like to dress but up. Sometimes it does. 
Sometimes it does. I want to say that that shit started with because of Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny was one of the first ones that would like dress up as hot. Like I never got like a boner for Bugs Bunny or anything like that. Uh-huh. Lola Bunny's a different story. <laughs> Lola Bunny's fine from Spice Space Jam, but Just put yourself out there, man. It's a weird man. Like. I don't want to fuck an animal. Like, let's just get that out of the way first. Like, I don't want to. I'm from the South, and I don't want to fuck an animal. All right? I don't fuck. I don't I want to fuck my relatives. I don't want to fuck an animal. I've never looked at a goat and been like, mm-hmm. No. No. So, not saying a goat, but if you had the option, if it was presented don't, to you. Don't! <laughs> this is a Jay and Silent Bob if, Strike Back movie bit. If, just, just, just hear me out. If fucking Shira or any other, you always go to Shira. I don't, I don't know like anyone else. If Rouge came up to you, first of all, I'd be like, "What the fuck <laughs> is that?" <laughs> I'd probably run. But if she were to pin me down and be like, "No, no, it has to be a choice. No. It has to be a choice." My choice is no. Really? <laughs> Quit trying to be sultry. <laughs> I don't like it. You try to pimp out Rouge, and I don't appreciate it, and neither does she. Oh, so you care about her feelings? I just SJW Rouge. I just SJW Rouge. <laughs> That's a bit. In, have you ever seen the movie Jay and Silent Bob? Shark no. Shark? So they team up with like these animal activists, and Sean William Scott is like the one dude that's in the van, and he's like, "So did you fuck an animal?" And Jay, he's like, "You watch your mouth, Mister." He's like, "No, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, if you were, if you were a sheep." And there were no other sheeps. Would you fuck a sheep? And the guy goes, you bet your ass I would. <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes, yo, this motherfucker ain't one of us. He said he'd fuck a sheep. And he throws him out the van. <laughs> and he goes, fuck you, you dirty sheep fucker. <laughs> uh, and then in a deleted scene, he turns over. He sees a sheep. And he goes, I love animals. And he just walks over. To- <laughs> that movie's great. No, I wouldn't fuck an animal. So... <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> uh, I all I got from that is that I know exactly the type of game that Rouge would have, and I can't. I'm not going to endorse it. Um, Rouge party instead of Koikatsu party. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! The Sonic DLC of Koikatsu party. That's right up your alley. My it? alley. <laughs> i'm not the one over here like attracted to anthropomorphic females like what's the next, what's scotty's second <laughs> oh question? you don't, you want to walk away from this okay it's fine you're real <laughs> i am i am feeling so attacked during this episode i don't like it and frankly sir i don't know if i want to do any more podcasts with you <laughs> uh question two the animal crossing booth at pax east is perfect what world would you want to become at a convention's booth what world Wait. would you want to become a convention booth? F-Zero? With like a new F-Zero game? One can dream. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I would, back in the day before Monster Hunter got big, I'd say Monster Hunter, but we got that. Yeah. Uh. I would go with Dark Souls. I think you would have a really yeah, Dark Souls would be pretty really cool. cool or Bloodborne, like just a really oh, good God, for set Bloodborne too. For Bloodborne, Ooh. 
like just have like their own dedicated corner and have like people mm-hmm. dressed up and, have a cosplayer yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. shit would be dope uh al- be dope. almost like maybe instead of just like a, a booth you know you have like an interactive booth so it's almost like a haunted house but like you're going through like little alleyways and shit like that, and you'll see people in cosplay as either enemies or hunters. Rolling, uh, rolling, yeah. <laughs> Tactical roll. <laughs> um, I think that that shit would be cool. Uh, question three: I have to be up things. at four a.m. tomorrow, and everyone gets to hear about it. When was the last time that you were up at four a.m. and it wasn't work related? Uh, whenever I wake up and have to pee real bad, and then can't go back to sleep. <laughs> Whenever my son pisses his bed, I don't know. I stopped. Like I don't. I don't stay up super late. Well, that's a lie. Sometimes I stay up until about two, but two is usually my cutoff point. Um, yeah, usually I, I'm usually up till two and wake up about eight. Yeah, uh, I usually wake up relatively early. Between if it's a work day, I wake up at like either four or five. If it's telework day, I'm up at like six forty-five just to jump on the computer. Uh, but I usually don't get up any later than seven. Um, Shit, my boss, I've talked to him. He has the weirdest fucking sleep schedule I've ever heard. I was like, so what'd you do last night? He's like, well, I went to sleep at like nine, woke up at two, and I've been up ever since. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Okay. I mean, that's a solid like five, six hours. So I guess, but still. I, I used to run on weird. that when I did duty. Like, yeah, it sucks. I would say. That, I wonder why he has to be up at four. Scotty didn't tell us. He hasn't said anything about it yet. Uh, I don't know. So, no, I mean that's kind of like whatever. It happens. Weather will do it too. Like really bad weather coming through, where you like tornado warnings and shit. You're like, shit, I need to be awake just in case. Yeah, we don't get tornado warnings, but sometimes we get really bad storms. Like, just I can sleep like a baby in them though. Th- no, 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 no. Like. There's bad storms, and then there's like stupid, stupid storms. Like the lightning, like, I think my house is gonna fall in, in. Like right above your fucking house. Like shit. I think like I would that. still sleep like a goddamn baby. Nah, there was one time that I woke. There's two times the weather has ever woken me up. Once about a year ago, I'm just in my room, and all I, all I hear is like this giant fucking crash, and I'm like, someone's in the house, and they about to get shot. <laughs> And so I clear my You're house. Outside shooting at a tornado. Fuck you. <laughs> and there is just lightning everywhere, and rain is falling really fucking hard. Tiff is freaking out because she's afraid of lightning. Uh, just it, it that that was really weird. And then when I was in boot camp, uh, we were in the barracks, but we were uh, we had like a hurricane warning, and oh, shit. that night was really 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 bad that fucked up the base real good but i think when i was in austin back in january i think we had bad weather come through here where back home mm-hmm. and uh i got home and i looked in the hallway closet and there was like a fucking blanket and like there was some snacks and shit in there i said hallie uh what happened in the uh is this like your new fuck closet is that what this is and she goes, no, there was tornado warnings. So I got every, I got the cats and myself in there just in case. I was like, honey, this closet ain't going to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we have multiple neighbors that said we could come and get in their storm cellars. She goes, I'd rather go in the closet than get any of those storm cellars. <laughs> yeah, 
You live in Tornado Alley and fucking they don't build houses with uh, basements, bro. It's stupid. That sucks. No, nah, man. Like, I, I'll sleep like a baby in storms. I used to be terrified of them when I was younger, but now I'm like, fuck it. If it's coming, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, question four. I just finished Gone Home, and I think it, I was late to the game because it's okay. Oh. Uh, but I've played a few better walking simulators at this point. What game do you not understand all the hype around even after playing it? To be clear, Gone Home is still a great game. Never played Gone Home. Uh, I'm not familiar with that one. However, uh, I have an answer to his question, and it is also a walking simulator. I don't understand the hype around what remains of Edith Finch. I don't know what the fuck that is. What would you say to me? (laughs) Uh, what remains of Edith Finch is a walking simulator about this, uh, Indian American girl coming home, um, kind of like going through the memories. She's going through her house or her mansion and Mm. finds bits and pieces of the memories of her relatives from like her mom to her grandmother to her sisters, her uncle. And every room is like a memorial to that individual. I don't know if each of the relatives passed away, but like when you go into their room, you kind of like go into their psyche and you're crawling through this area in their room or in their life or whatever, seeing the world through their eyes. And they're like, there was only one part of that, of that game that really gripped at me. And it was about her brother. And I don't know if he had PTSD, if he was just uh, special needs or something like that. I don't know if he, like, came back from the army and got all fucked up. But they talk about how her brother had issues and they were excited because he finally was able to get a job. And he got a job at a tuna cannery. And his job was really fucking simple. He'd take a tuna and he'd cut the head off and he'd throw it down the the conveyor belt take a tuna cut the head off throw it down the conveyor belt well as he was doing this over time like he'd just be super focused on his job but he would start fantasizing in his head and he would dream like he would like kind of like traditional rpg shit he was like this brave warrior coming down like floating down a a ship and you know did combat and saved a princess and some shit like that and at the very end, like, you see the the fish as it's floating down the conveyor belt. It turns into a boat, and it goes down the water, and you see him on the boat, and he's walking around as he gets off, and he's getting ready to accept a award from the king or the queen or some shit like that. And he sticks his head under to get the the metal around his head, and it goes black. And what it's supposed to say, what it's, like, kind of insinuating is that he put his head under the thing that cuts the heads off of the fish and kills himself. So it's like seeing that I'm like, Oh shit, that was, that was deep. Uh, But everything else really forgettable game. Like I can't tell you much of anything about it. I'm not into those kind of games. Those aren't my thing. I don't think I've ever played a game like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other walking simulators that I played. I know that there's a... PT is a walking simulator? Kinda. 
I didn't really play it. I watched a playthrough of it, but I'm a big ass scaredy baby, and I'm not gonna play that. Uh, I I have it. It's like I house party. Is that a walking simulator? House party. I don't think I played that one. That's that game where you try to you go to a party, you try to fuck some people. I don't think that's a house. No, party. but now I'm interested. A, you should watch it. It's funny. Game Grumps did a really good playthrough of it. Um, it's really funny. I don't know. I, I think that that's eh. that one. I'm not really a huge. That's fan. not my strong suit. I don't know much about that. I stuff. mean, I would say good walking simulators come in the form of like the beginner's game, uh, or the Stanley Parable. Both are made by the same guy. Uh, yeah. Both are really good storytellers. I love the beginner's game, but never, never, never got the appeal of those. Not my thing. But what about a game that you don't understand the hype around, uh, even after playing it? Just n- name any game. I'm, I guess Fortnite. That's not got huge hype around it. I don't. I don't. That's not my thing. I don't like it. Okay. Uh, if we weren't talking about games, I'd say like you know. I mean, I talked about it in this podcast. Would be the Sonic movie. I'm in the minority. I think with that. Uh, other games. I mean, there's games that I love. That I mean, there's a lot of people I know that don't like Legend of Dragoon, but I like it. Like that's my thing. So I don't know. Call of Duty. Everyone fucking loves those games. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I guess. Uh, number five. What Goosebumps book would make a great video game? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've. Since I've watched or read any of those Goosebump books, uh, I think there's one called like Attack of the Mutant. Maybe that one, the the Halloween Mask one. That's the like the big one. Uh, you could make that something, or any of the the what was the I think it's Slappy or something like that. That it has like uh, one of them is like this one had tons of different books. It's like I'm like something about a dummy. It's a ventriloquist dummy, and uh, you could make that like a Five Nights at Freddy's horror game with that. I have never read Goosebumps. I mean, it was just Stephen King for little kids. R.L. Stein obviously has come out and said he hates children. That's why he likes to scare them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark was more my jam. When it came to the TV show, Are You Afraid of the Dark was 100 times better than Goosebumps. But Are You Afraid of the Dark didn't have books. Like, I remember reading Goosebumps sitting at Kroger while my mom shopped. She's like, don't stay in the magazine section, because I would read, you know, video game magazines. I would read Sonic comics. Mm-hmm. I would read uh, and Goosebumps books, and I would just sit there for nonstop. And uh, yeah, those are some I'd have to look up. Like John Tron did a really good video. Uh, he he used to do Halloween videos back in the mm-hmm. day, and one year he did like uh, he watched some Goosebumps. Uh, cartoon episode or not cartoon episodes but the live action episodes and he did like some skits with them and then the next year he did are you afraid of the dark and, and even the the that version of the video is better because are you afraid of the dark is just what i grew up on that's nickelodeon but yeah i mean it's some of those books are there's one called like the cuckoo clock of doom like it's this dude was pumping these like you think Stephen King pumps out books? R.L. Stein was pumping these bitches out like and making bank. And then he like in, introduced like later down the road it was like choose your own adventure. So like if you chose this path you had to turn to page forty seven to see what happens and all this other. I shit. I remember the choose your own adventure books. I actually love those. I think those are cool as shit. 
But yeah, they did that with Goosebumps. Yeah, I just never. Or you, or you could just use the new movie and play Jack Black. <laughs> I I think I wasn't allowed to have Goosebumps books because my mom said that they were of the because they were the devil. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Oh my god! Apparently, they're still making them, and these covers—I don't fucking remember these. Oh yeah, reader beware! You choose the scare. Hmm. Uh oh the the ones with the ventriloquist dummy were Night of the Living Dummy, and they did like one, two, and three. Holy shit! This started back in nineteen ninety two. Goosebumps has fucking been around, man. The first one was Welcome to Dead House. Huh. Came out in July 1992. Stay out of the basement. I remember. I remember Monster Blood. Say Cheese and Die. I remember that. Night of the Living Dummy. The Girl Who Cried Monster. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. I know all the old. Haunted Mask was the big one. The Haunted Mask is what uh, was like the first, I think, like live action show it was like a little small little movie and the haunted mask was about a kid it's kind of like the premise of the of uh halloween 3 where the kid puts on a mask and it's like a super scary mask and then she can't take it off and it starts like taking control of her and all this other shit i think i've heard of i think i might have seen that episode or heard about that story yeah, that could be like a psychological horror game that you could make, like where the mask is talking to you and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. But yeah, that's a, they did a sequel. Uh, I think it was The Haunted Mask 2 or something like that, and it wasn't as great. I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Haunted Mask. The Haunted Mask 2. I need to find these. I want, I want to get some of these and just keep them. Oh, I remember the dog cover, The Barking Ghost. I think it's like a... It's a shout out to Cujo and all that shit. So, man, that's uh, that's taking me back. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I fucking whatever. This shit games make these games. If uh, I'm surprised these didn't turn into Nintendo games, a lot of these could have just been a Nintendo game. Yeah, a lot of the art on the older ones have really good art on the front. So, that's all I got. That's up. That's it for me. That's all we got. All right, Chris, what do we got going on this week? Uh, I got a review coming out for Grand Blue. Grand Blue. That's it. That's all you got. Uh, depending on workload at work, I have a project that I want to work on, but I might wait until Thursday to grab more footage. That's about it. Oh, yeah. 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 Out. Uh, I want to do this fucking Anarchy Reigns video, but I am home. I'm home this week, so I'll get to stream some video games. Uh, I plan on no. We plan on playing Dragon's Crown with. Uh, if this comes out Tuesday, then we would have played Dragon's Crown last night yes. uh, with uh, with TJ. Uh, I think I'm going to sit down and try. I'm trying to beat F Zero GX, man. It is. Uh, it is tough. That's a hard ass game. I'm not gonna knock you it's, for it's hard as shit it. but and then thursday is anarchy reigns so if you're interested in anarchy reigns and you want to play with us we will have a pretty good amount of people playing uh hit us up over on the mega visions twitch channel uh thursday night and if you have a copy of the game on playstation 3 hit us up and we'll let you play with us so down for it that's all i got i fly out to austin again on sunday so That'll be fun. What else? Uh, probably more Monster Hunter. I'll be playing some more Monster Hunter too, on and off. So trying to catch up. You're trying. 
I'm I'm playing on the P on the there's a hot there's a festival going on on the PC, so I'm trying to get a lot of the there's these things called the guild uh, palace weapons that are pretty good that I'm trying to get. But you got to do these shitty ass arena quests where you have to use predetermined loadouts. Mm-hmm. So you have to use like here's the gear and the weapon, make it work, motherfucker. So <laughs> and you can't throw out SOS flares there. You either go in with a buddy or you go in solo. Oh, fuck that. And it has to be at least a star level six, which right now they do a rotating quest every week, and right now it's a Zenogre. So that's really fucking fun. Nice. Uh, that's all I got. That's it for me. All right, everybody. Y'all take care. Have a good week. And I'm not a furry. Goodbye. <laughs>